0: planning and land development regulation board meeting due to the current threat of COVID-19 the planning and land development regulation board is meeting via a hybrid process as prescribed by the City Council this meeting is being held in person with limited attendance as recommended by the Centers for Disease Control and by CMT virtual attendance notice that this meeting was going to be held by communication media technology along with a physical location was posted on the city's website The notice provided that those members of the public needing reasonable accommodation to participate in the meeting should contact the City Clerk for assistance by noon on Monday, November 16, 2020. Access to this meeting is being provided via live stream on the City's website at www.palmcoastgov.com and 386-223-1690. Should technological difficulties arise, the chair may recess or adjourn the meeting and advise of a time to reconvene or reschedule the meeting. If you are having problems connecting or need technical assistance, please call 386-986-2391. Public participation will work as follows. The chair will call for public participation. Those in physical attendance will be given the opportunity to address the PLDRB members by approaching the podium. When no further in-person attendees approach the podium, the chair will then call for public participation from callers that are on the line to address the board. For all callers, prior to calling in with your comments, if you're watching the meeting from our website, please mute your computer so when you call in with your comments, there is no interference. To participate via phone, please call 386-223-1690. You will need to hit star nine to raise your hand to provide your comments when you would like to speak during public participation. You will be acknowledged by being unmuted, and you will hear a message that you have been unmuted. Please begin by stating your name clearly and slowly for the record. You will have three minutes to speak. When there's 15 seconds left to your three minutes, you will hear a beep. And then at the end of your three minutes, you will hear another beep, and you will be muted at that time. You will not be disconnected from the meeting. All callers will have the opportunity to speak. Please be aware there may be a short pause as we switch to the new caller. Today is November the 18th, 2020. It's approximately 5.30 p.m. Please rise and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. The first item on our agenda is approval of the minutes from the November 4th, 2020 meeting. Excuse Are there any me, corrections Chair. or additions from the board?
1: We need to do roll call. Oh, we
0: need to find out if we have a quorum, don't we? Yes, we do. All right. Sorry. You. Would you call the roll, please?
1: <laughs> Mr. Smith. Here. Mrs. Lucas. Here. Mr. Albano. Here. Mr. De Maria is excused. Mr. Scully. Here. Ms. Shank. Here. Mr. Lemon. Here. Ms. Bott. Ms. Nicholson. Here. Mr. Hilton is excused. Chairman, we do have a quorum.
0: Thank you very much. Okay, now we will, we will uh, address the uh, uh, minutes from the November 4th meeting. Are there any corrections or additions or any comments from the board? If not, is there a motion to approve? make a
2: motion that the minutes of the November 4th meeting be approved.
0: Is there a second? I second. second. Yeah, there's a motion and a second to approve the minutes. Uh, Irene, would you call the roll?
1: Mr. Albano? Yes. Mrs. Lucas? Yes. Ms. Nicholson? Yes. Mr. Scully? Yes. Mr. Lemon? Yes. Ms. Shank? Yes. Mr. Smith? Yes. The motion carries 7 to 0.
0: Right, thank you. Item two is the Lakeview Estates Master Plan Development Application Number 4150. Before we begin, I think the Board Attorney has uh, some comments for us.
3: Thank you, Chairman. Good evening, Board. First order of business is, as you know, we ask for ex parte communications um, before quasi-judicial proceedings. As you know, this is a quasi-judicial proceeding. It was last heard at the September 30th hearing. So if you've had any ex parte communications about this matter between September 30th and tonight, please disclose them for the record now.
4: Yeah, Mr. Chairman, uh, I received a call from uh, the attorney for the applicant, um, but i that I can make the decision based on the facts presented here.
3: Thank you. Anyone else? Okay. With that being said, just to recap, as you remember, this item was heard on September 30th. And at the conclusion of that meeting, the board voted to table the matter to a later (coughs) date. We didn't have a date certain at the time. So that means that everything that occurred at the September 30th meeting is still on the record. All the objections that were heard are still on the record. Everyone, the applicant's presentation that they did, staff, everything's still on the record. So that's all still up for your consideration. Um, as far as it being tabled, um, before we can start, we need a motion to remove this matter off the table so that you can consider it. Um, so if someone could make that motion now, we can move forward.
5: I'll make a motion to remove it off the table.
0: Is there a second?
3: I'll
1: second.
0: Okay, there's a motion and a second to remove it off the table. Uh, Irene, would you call the roll?
1: Mr. Albano. Yes. Mrs. Lucas. Yes. Ms. Nicholson. Yes. Mr. Scully. Yes. Mr. Lemon. Yes. Ms. Shank. Yes. Mr. Smith. Yes. The motion carries seven to zero.
0: All right. Thank you. Uh, we'll start back then with this item. Um, Mr. Tyner, who would make the presentation for the city?
6: Well, you know, as uh, our city attorney said, um, we, we have the old presentation that was previously provided. Um, we're ready to go if you want us to go through the same presentation again. Uh, the only things that were added um, that we forwarded to the planning board that was mentioned at the last meeting by the applicant and their transportation Uh, engineer or planner who testified at the last meeting, we did receive the uh, uh, traffic report and we also received the environmental study that they mentioned at the the last meeting. Um, I guess I would suggest um, where we left off was um, maybe, well, I I will say that as as you know in in the staff report that uh, the city staff um, recommendation remains the same. As it was, it was our professional opinion uh when we did analysis from from the first submittal that uh our 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 same opinion applies today, so our recommendation remains the same, and the applicant um, has not provided uh any changes to to their application, so I think to make things you know it's a little bit different but i I think uh we are prepared maybe to go slide by slide on the different tracks um, where we have the differences of opinion with the applicant and staff Um, and we can do that maybe jointly um, where uh, you know city staff can give our position this is kind of uh, the staff position followed by the applicant and what their proposal is I think it'd be a lot easier to do that track by track and, and we'll take some good notes on uh, potentially maybe making a recommendation for each of the tracks uh, so we can move it forward. Um, I will say that, you know, the applicant, I know it was tabled last time, but they are they are looking for a, uh, a recommendation um, for this public hearing to, to move the process forward. And that's just a suggestion, Mr. Chairman. So.
0: Okay, I, I think that would be helpful for me to see track by track the differences between the two. Uh, is that okay with the board? Everybody yes. okay with that? Yes. Okay, go ahead.
6: And Mr. Hoover, I think we'll do it jointly. So, Bill, if you can maybe come up, and we'll we'll uh, give our you can sit at the table, and and uh, Mr. Shimento, maybe you know. sir sure. um,
7: Good evening, um, board. Um, while he's bringing that up, we've kind of worked jointly and putting our proposal and. Uh, as proposal. But in in fairness to uh, my applicant, I just want to make sure that you all understand. Uh, When we left here, uh, you all asked that we go back to the drawing uh, table with um, the city and see if we couldn't get uh, closer on on a couple of things. (laughs) Without pointing fingers at anybody, it's just the way sometimes these things uh, happen. Um, so we were unable to uh, make any suggestions to the, uh, the city position. Um, we were willing to talk to you all tonight about changes or modifications or proposals that the board may have as recommendations, but uh, up until this point, um, the city was uh, not able to, uh, I guess, come off of their proposal uh, that they presented to you the first time. So I just want to make sure that you understand that my client is willing to continue to work with the city on creating a project that is in the best interest of not only the city but the residents up there and uh, there are some things that we can do and we're open to suggestions so with that bill you want to are you putting up the side by sides
6: Was up there
7: yeah the Harrison one that we sent I have a thumb drive if you want it no it was up there was it okay
8: Need to put it back up. There we
7: go. So, um, so
8: I th- I think you're starting with the Bill Hoover, uh, senior planner with the city, Michael Shimento representing the applicant. So, um, I think the intent was to start with the ones where we're closer, and then end with the ones like tracks one and three were most uh, where most of the issues were.
7: I, I think that's right. Bill, I, I, I guess I, I made this trying to help the parties, kind of, and help you all, but could you go to the last slide and just show the, the project again, not only for you know, the public, but for, for the board, and then we'll start back up at the beginning. I should have put that slide up first. Sure, it's just a little low. I'm sorry. Uh, can you go to the very last slide that shows the entire project, I guess? Yeah, there you go. Okay, so and this is just as a reminder for you all, if it's you have it in your package, but I'm not sure the public has it though. So that's the project uh, that was uh, presented by the applicant. And um, it is for purposes of tonight, it's been divided up into 10 different, what we'll call tracks, parcels. And each one of them has in the PUD, their own design requirements and standards. Um, And so this is kind of an overall map of where those tracks are located on the golf course. And we can go through, go back to the beginning and start off as as Bill suggested to show you the ones that we're we're pretty close on. Uh, And we were uh, a month ago. So if we wanna go back to track two, so bill, you can you can go first if you'd like,
8: okay on trek two I think the main difference was that it, let's see the applicants is on the left and steps is on the right. If you go along Lake Success Drive there <coughs> the the applicant is showing a area b which would be at the southwest part of the green area and they're showing to develop the whole area staff's concern was it doesn't meet the one section in the land development code so wh- one of the the whole one of the key things that was a stumbling block for everyone last time was it requires a view protection zone behind each house and it's a little hard to see here, but there are some houses to the north of that and to the south of that. So there has to be a view protection zone on the, it's like a light tan area B shown on the applicants. So the the determination there is how wide does that view protection zone need to be? So staff being conservative, we just showed the whole area as view protection zone which would probably be an area, that whole area, the width there, is probably 300, 350 feet, possibly 400 feet in width. So let's say the planning board decided that 100 foot, just pulling that number out of the air, so if it was 100 feet view protection zone on the north and south, then the rest of that area could be developed. So that, that the width of a view projection zone is it's not defined in the land development code, and it's probably an item that we need to discuss on some of these other tracks. So that's, uh, you're going to see that same issue on probably half of these tracks.
6: So planning board, if I can just summarize too on this one, just to, you know, it's it's been a month, but uh, the green area, as you could see there, is your your open space uh with no development f the blue area being the lake uh the h being you know wetlands that are be preserved so for this specific uh figure the difference is on the left-hand side if you look at the b's those are um uh developable areas so um, the city staff and the applicant are are, are pretty 99% uh together on this one. The only difference is, is if you can compare, the, the applicant has the B up into the north uh, east corner, to City staff. We were okay f- uh, to develop that as FR2 single family lots. They may be able to get a couple in there. And the only difference is that staff on the right-hand side is not showing that B area for a couple area lots. So that is the difference with this figure in this track.
0: Let me ask a, a quick question of the board. Would you rather ask questions as we go through each track? Okay, me too. <laughs> is yes. that okay? Yes. All right. So is that it for track two? It, so that's track two, right? I think,
7: as Ray said, in the bottom left-hand corner, we have an area of about 400 feet that we had proposed lots. Um, they don't. Uh, we'd like to put lots there, and we'd like to provide a view shed protection, which is the issue that we're fo- faced with here that the city council will have to deal with also so that's really the only difference as it relates to track two
0: are there any questions from the board on track two
7: I'd like to know um, on the
9: section that's marked B uh, on the east not the southwest but B, uh, on the east side yes sir. Um, they're abutting existing lots it appears um, so what are the what is the the size of the lots that you were proposing in that
7: area They're the same size as those that are are adjacent. They're about 8,000 or 10,000.
8: They're SFR 2, so I believe that's 60 foot wide. It's the same as the existing. All the zoning is the same.
7: Yeah, 10,000. 10,000. So they are consistent with the adjacent lots. Thank you.
0: Okay. All right, thank you. Next tract. Did
10: you have a, a question?
2: yes i was just going to ask a question staff's recommendation is that you not you be limited to the number of lots you could develop on b not the entire um, shaded area correct because what you're asking for is to develop the entire shaded area and then staff's recommendation reduces for the view protection zone correct so you would not get as many lots as what you're asking you're asking for more lots and staff's recommendation is to reduce the number of lots for the view- protection is
7: really I, I think the only difference on track two as it relates is that uh we would like to put lots on the southwest corner B right, and we are willing to put a view shed protection there and staff adjacent to those lots uh-huh. so that there's a buffer between uh, the existing residents and the future single family lots okay. um and staff has just said no lots
1: okay,
11: okay. please. Uh, just to uh, be more specific. Just we please, can you please state
3: your name for the record?
11: Alexander Yusilovsky, uh, manager you. for. I'm an applicant. Uh, we agree on the total number of units which are allowed on all this property. We are agree. Question is how to allocate them? Uh, in uh, track two, it's a perfect example where we would like to have larger lots, which are exactly uh, the same like a character of the neighborhood. And uh, if we have a larger lots or split them better through the trucks, we can accommodate larger lots, which was big, very big concern for the neighbors. If we, in this case, for example, not allowed to put, let's say, three or four lots or two lots, whatever it is we will have to increase density on other lots, which will decrease, obviously, the size of that. And the um, difference, if you're looking at the truck too, you have B on the left side, on the east, uh, west side, and the east side B, which we agree with the city stuff. And the difference is why city agree on one side and not another, because at, uh, neighbors, um, have either backyard or side view to the Mm -hmm. proposed new lots. And the city has absolutely no problem if it's side by side. But if it's a backyard, here we're talking about view protection zone and the difference in the buffer. Realistically, we need any number. And if it's, let's say, 400 feet, if we have 50 or 70 or 100 or whatever number it is from each side, the balance could be split for the SFR 2 uh, units which are absolutely the same like uh, everything in the area. Just to make it clear. Thank
2: you. Me. That's what I was asking. Thank you.
4: Okay.
6: Mr. Chairman, yes, um, I'll, ju- I'll just make a suggestion. I mean, it's up to the board, but, you know, we're going to have a lot of tracks to go through. and and. and It's just a suggestion and maybe uh, we take each track and maybe build a consensus before we move forward to the next track because I'm afraid if we go, you know, 10, 15 tracks, then we're coming back again. I don't know if it would be more efficient to get a consensus. Uh, Staff is prepared to to write down notes and then we can summarize that at the end just a suggestion
0: I'm not sure what the board wants to do I I mean we may be flipping back and forth between like in the staff proposal or the applicants from track to track so I don't know how we keep track of that
6: like for example this one um, it's either you know um, in favor of the applicants proposal or city staff for track 2
0: you're just looking for a consensus from the board on which one they favor
3: yes I mean it would just be a consensus, because obviously you'd still have public comment that you'd want to take into consideration for each track. So, um, y- you know, it, it wouldn't be a vote as to that track, but you could get a feel for the way the board was going and make notations. And then, if you heard something from the public that changed your mind on it, you know, you would always go back and tailor the final motion.
11: Right.
7: Is yeah, that, is that to the board? It, it, and is it? I mean, is it also an option that they could? Say something else other than our proposal or your proposal. Exactly. Okay.
0: All right. Exactly. Okay. Um, all right, on track two, how right. does the board feel? Wanna just go from one end to the other and see which sure. one you favor? All right, um, Mr. Albano, you're up. I uh I side with the staff on track two. Okay. I side with the staff on track two. Okay. I do as well. I do as well.
2: I have one question on track 2 where the staff has that rectangle box is that an indication of the possible development for SFR 2 with the view protected protection zones I just want clarity on that because you have a rectangular box and you're indicating that you're you're sectioning something out so I just want clarity is that is that an indication that SFR 2 could be approved there
6: for for the proposal right now On the north-east side, yes. We could probably do a couple houses that are adjacent to existing houses. Okay. So, then yes,
2: I support staff's recommendation. South is no. All right. I support staff's recommendation.
12: And my question for clarification is on the lower portion of the plot, where it was yellow or beige on the applicants, and it's now completely green, are we suggesting, staff suggesting, that there's no homes there?
6: That's correct. That is staff's proposal.
13: I support staff's uh, proposal.
0: Okay, I think it's pretty clear. On track two. Okay.
7: Track five, I think, is quite easy. <laughs> That'll just <laughs> that's, uh, a, uh, and go back to uh, woods and forest. <laughs>
0: The track five is all view protection zone. That Mm -hmm. is correct. On on both sides. Right. There'll
7: be no maintenance, no mowing. It'll just go back to forest. Okay. Then we can move on. Then. Yeah, I think we can move on with this one. Okay. All right. Track. This is track four. Um, I hate to make it more complex, (laughs) but depending upon what you all decide on track three. We would like to, in order to accommodate the community's needs for larger lots, what we wanted to do is be able to put uh, a stormwater pond where it is generally depicted on the left one. We have uh, worked with staff, uh, and I think we told you last time that uh, we have in the PUD that in the event we can use a portion of tract four for stormwater retention, which is basically a lake we would limit it to the existing areas with no trees. So there would be little to no tree removal on uh, track four, and what we would call the old fairway, which is now um, grown up, um, that's where the stormwater ponds to be used for track three would be. Uh, I think staff's proposal is they don't, they propose nothing on track three, and therefore there's no need for a pond on uh, track four. That makes sense. Apologize.
0: Yeah, and the view protection zone that's along the back of those lots, are there trees there or is it open? Yes, sir.
7: Yes, sir. There's a, you know, if you can imagine what the golf course looked like, there were trees on both sides of the fairway. <coughs> uh, some of it's grown in and, and again, we wouldn't disturb any of the existing trees. You know, if there's a tree in the middle of the fairway, we, we would need to, but any impact to trees would be minimized and stormwater pond would be left to the open areas. On that uh, parcel. So, I guess technically it's kind of hard to decide what you want to do there to get to track three. I apologize. So, maybe we just come back to this. Let's, yeah, let's come go back. to track three then. All right, uh, next one. Uh, so, th- that's an example uh, for the community to show what uh, it would look like from an aerial view. You can see where the uh, existing open space is see where the existing trees are. None of that would be uh, disturbed
0: and uh, any storm water would be in that open area. Oh, I have one question. The retention pond, because it looks like from the one row of lots, you are going to see that. That's going to be maintained? HOA. Constantly? Yes, okay. HOA. And the HOA being for your development, not, not anyone outside of that? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. At all? Okay. Privately maintained. Okay, thank
7: you. I have a
9: question. This retention pond, is it going to uh, always have water in it, or is it storm water only
7: uh it would be uh wet retention the entire time okay, okay. so here we are again, six and seven um, six would be the same as four if you uh permitted development in three uh six. Uh, would need to be a retention pond also in the same manner that four would be, where we would do um, a stormwater pond only in those uh, open areas. But track seven, um, there is a large, you know, four, five, six hundred feet uh, of open space at the end of track seven. Uh, we've proposed uh, lots there and are willing to obviously put uh, viewshed protection zones on the sides so as to minimize any impact uh, to the existing residents you can see what staff put forth on the um, on the right so if you want to just well, go to track seven yes. Well, sir. Yeah, l-
0: well let me ask a question about that the staff proposal has a smaller area in b yes sir uh, because it backs up to those other lots um, can't read the name of the street but because that's the view protection zone and they're thinking and did you just say that you would leave a view protection zone there or you would develop right up to the back of those lobs?
7: No, we would be we we put a, a view shed protection zone and, and I guess what to the city council and your all and yourselves is, you know, what is a reasonable width of a view shed protection zone is really what we're talking about. As what's list.
0: the what's the staff width there on uh, on seven between G and B?
8: It it looks like it's about a hundred feet at a minimum. hundred feet, okay.
2: Had you attempted to negotiate that with the developer, the hundred feet minimum so that there could you could come to agreement
7: well, as I said before, uh, the city was not willing to move off of their original proposal, so we we're willing to work uh It's just that city right. was not willing to move from
2: the what did you propose
7: uh well, as in other areas, we <coughs> had proposed a fifty foot uh view shed protection zone. Uh, elsewhere in the development except for track 3 when we had to fly over last time where we were 100 feet and not touching any of those trees So we were we were at 50 feet
2: Thank you
9: mm-hmm. So the the net loss for you if um, for track
7: 7 would be just basically one residential lot One one or two mm-hmm. one or two so uh, If I may just explain I think it was to your comment before the, the entire project uh, is entitled for about 277 or 78, depending upon the survey works out, units. And as we take away these lots, putting them on track one or three, then begins to affect theoretically the size of those lots and, you know, we, we heard the community, we came in originally at 50 foot lots and we're now at over 12,000 foot lots on, on track three. So, just food for thought, Mr. Sure. Mr. But to clar- clarify, though, the, the, um,
4: theoretically, had you had this negotiation, which, by the way, was the content of the call, that there was none, you know, no movement there, by the way, for the record, um, but you were willing to say in this B here, uh, we would, you know, we would put a 50-foot instead of the 100-foot that the yes, plan, mm-hmm. in that particular case? Yes, sir. And also on the entitlements, that's... A maximum number per acre. Correct. Uh, Oh no, for the entire. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. But it's it's the the entire MPD is a maximum of one per acre,
0: right? Yes. The the view protection on your plan between the lots and the pond is that also fifty feet? Yeah, on on track six, you've got a proposed pond and you have view protection along the outsides of that. Is that, no. it looks like it's about 50. It, it, it's, it's,
7: it meanders, uh, Chair, it is basically in the PD, it says we will not uh, touch any of the existing uh, trees along that old fairway and that the pond would only be uh, in uh, the open space. So in some areas, it could be 150 feet, in some areas. It may be 50 feet, it's just whatever the existing trees are in uh, the back of those homes. So if we had ours uh, choice, you, the residents would have the existing tree lines, no trees removed, and then in their open space, which will go back to forest, would actually be a lake, is what we would propose.
0: So both of those tracks, that, that pond is serving track three? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, uh, either Mr. Tyner or Mr. Hoover. The city's objection to a pond is what? As part of the view protection zone.
6: Yeah, our position was to keep it natural.
0: But, but natural is an old fairway, so.
6: Right. Okay. Have a go, natural. And then on track seven, I mean, that is, you know, um, I think we were about what 100 feet. Mr. Hoover? I'd say the, it
8: looks like about 100 feet.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just, if you look at the house to the south, we relied upon, you know, that open space. So we were wanting right. to protect You're, you're that just president. protecting the view of those of those that's last couple of lots yes. there. Okay, I get yes, it. Yes,
3: sir. If I could just make a point of clarification, Mr. Okay. Chair. The proposed language by the applicant on Track 6, as it pertains to the area behind the homes, states, a stormwater pond can be created in the middle of track 6 as long as existing vegetation is maintained for the first 60 feet behind each lot. Okay. So
0: 60
3: feet. it's not meandering unless the 60 feet encompasses the entirety of the vegetation. If that would be your intent, then we would need to modify this language a little bit further. Just...
9: Mr. Shimento, this uh, proposed pond for six, is this to mitigate uh, stormwater for track three, or are you looking to move water from track three onto this pond?
7: No, that would be on track six and four, the prior one. Those would be the stormwater ponds for the track three development. It would be maintained by the HOA, and one of the reasons we propose to put them there is because if we put them on track three, it takes away land, uh, developable land, which then has an adverse impact on being able to uh, expand the size of the lots which the residents created. So we moved stormwater off so that we could increase the size of the lots on Track 3. Thank you. That's the theory.
2: Is it possible to see st- Track 3 before you make a decision?
7: Certainly. Sure. We can go to Track 3 if you'd if like. So track three, if you recall, that was the one where we did the flyover on the drone and showed what 100 feet actually is and how big it is and how very few of the existing trees um, uh, would be touched and that the residents' existing views would not be impacted uh, at all other than three lots where they had cleared out the trees and put pipes in. So um, we'd like to put residential uses on uh, track three. Uh, the last proposal that we showed you showed lots that were uh, 60 feet wide by 120 to 150 feet deep, um, or 200 feet deep, so they were, they were extremely large, what we would call, you know, estate lots under your code. Uh, and then at the southwest or the southern corner, there was a small cul-de-sac where there were also lots uh, designed as the same size as the surrounding neighborhood. Um, and there was no stormwater on those because we were moving stormwater off to uh, 4 and 6. And so, again, to enable us to put density there, units there, and, and go back and expand the size of the lots, which was clearly a request of the community. Yes, sir. How many lots are proposed on Track 3? Um, let me ask our planner, Bob Dickinson, Mr. Dickinson. Approximately
0: how many lots would be on track three? Fifty-three Fifty lots. And I, I know we talked about driveways at the previous meeting, but uh, as I remember, yours was were you doing a driveway for every two? Or yes, it was four? a shared, mm-hmm.
7: a shared driveway.
0: Have you have you looked at? I mean, I, that's still a lot of driveways on a road that doesn't have any driveways. So, um, have you looked at trying to do maybe? two or three driveways for all of track three instead of twenty six or whatever it would be we are
7: able to work with you to design uh, something that's uh, reasonable uh... you know there's concepts of uh, putting um, less driveways, so a driveway that would service four lots uh... there was also the concept of maybe just doing a Uh, As some of you know, Clubhouse Drive, as you're coming towards there, there's those older, uh, I guess they're duplexes from the 70s or 80s, and they have a one-way road, and they all share it. Mm -hmm. So that's an opportunity for us to look at and do. So there would only be really two, maybe three, uh, four access points onto Lakeview, and all the residents would share that and you know go one way. But that's an option that we are, are willing to discuss, also, sir. But the right.
12: lots would be reduced in size if you did a concept like that,
7: correct? Not necessarily, because we could put the the loop road, because um, it would only be one way. It would be roughly 12, 14 feet wide, uh, and it would be an easement over all their lots. So their lots would then go all the way out towards the road, but we would share uh, a shared access road or driveway through those, so, and that would all be maintained by the HOA and the homeowners.
0: And and your th- your drawing here has a 100-foot view protection zone between Track 3 and the existing lots. That's what it looks like here. Correct. And you may have recalled also we had a, a
7: <coughs> schematic of it, and we have also about a 35-foot uh, building setback uh, beyond the 100-foot shed protection. So from the rear of the lot of the existing homeowners to the next structure would be uh, at least 135 feet. Think I think I saw that. Abruptly,
4: mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the the slide for the, uh, the conce- your original concept is. I think thought I saw it in here. Mm-hmm. Could you pu- could you put that up there, please? Yeah.
7: <coughs> yeah, the next. Which one was that? They want the concept for three. Yes. Thank you. Not hard to see.
4: It's yeah, it is. <laughs> so, yeah, given, given our experience with the. Uh, you know, or the recent, was it the last meeting or the one before it? Um, the the sh- shared by two owners concept is the, uh, in, in terms of the driveways is kind of. I, I think that is possibly trouble down the road. I, I do like the idea of the uh, uh, the loop drive,
14: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: so it's a uh, just a couple access, you know, really an access and an egress. Mm-hmm. Serving serving those, so you don't have a bunch of bunch of traffic going out onto that road uh, from the residents. So.
7: Yeah, we, and that's that's an, an option too. Whether they do it there, uh, you can see it down in LPGA, their community. When you go in, uh, they have uh, little clusters like this that use the same option. I'd just like
9: to make a comment. So you know, we we tabled this back uh, at the last meeting for you guys to go back and, but I, I'm a little surprised that nothing has changed in track three. It was just seems like people have just drawn a line in
7: the sand and this is what you're presenting. So um, I, I will politely object to that. Mr. Urbano, as I said earlier, we're willing, we're able to work with you all. It was just that the city had taken a position that they were not interested in, in discussing. It. So I understand that, but couldn't you as an applicant just
9: present the new track three plan without going and meeting with, uh, Mr. Tyner and his staff?
7: Well, uh, not to sound silly, but that would be like negotiating with my 16-year-old. I have no idea what he wants. So I could put forth seven or eight different schematics, and if the answer was no from the beginning, uh, I, that's what you all are here, and We're willing to talk and talk with the city council. So uh, with all due respect, I'd, I don't know how to talk to or negotiate or, or brainstorm with someone who's not interested in talking, to be very clear. Thank you.
2: So um, I would just like to ask staff, ask staff, has there been anything, an alternative design proposed to you? A written alternative design versus the one that they provided the last time. Have they suggested anything else to you in writing?
6: No, no, ma'am. There's nothing okay. submitted Thank to you. us. And again, it, it, it's our position, our professional opinion, when we've been working on this for years. Um, and, and going with the applicant and discussing with them and, and working with them, and this this was our position.
2: Thank I mean, you.
0: I think this is kind of the, the, one of the crucial ones because this decision affects three other tracks. Uh, which so the real question is, does the board favor any residential on this tract, or the staff position of none? As I see it unless somebody sees it differently. And,
12: well, I just want to add to that. If we're, if these tracks are not developed here, then the applicant is going to try and situate whatever, I think I'm up to 57 tracks that have been not approved by city, somewhere else on this land? Is that what the idea is?
7: <sighs> that is the the juggling game that we're, we're trying to deal with here. Um, yes, is that they would then go... Theoretically over to track one and then that would force those lots to become smaller or maybe a a multifamily project, which we're not really interested in Uh, Again, we when we talked in December with the community and and watched what they had said They really wanted lot sizes that were compatible with the adjacent neighborhoods and so um, the more land that can't be developed it causes us to force smaller lots, which was not the desire of the community. I'd like to make the point that this all circle comes back to to uh,
4: the staff having to interpret a rather vague section in the code about view protection zones, and I I, Thank I you, understand that's it. A, mm-hmm. and
7: and that <laughs> I, I think as I said in the left
4: time we talk about this. I, I, I would th- agree with
7: you. I mean, if the if, if the code said 50 feet or 25 feet or 100 feet as a viewshed protection zone uh, I defer to mr. Tyner that he might have a different uh, direction uh, and maybe development would be allowed
4: my to my point my point was that, that that the vagueness of that puts uh, the, the the parties and the public in a, a bad position because they really don't know the rules so th- I, I think with the staff the staff is I think a bit conservative on this particular track um, if not building on it is, is if the staff was intending for their recommendation to be uh, protecting, you know, the, the VPZs by not building on that entire track. Um, if there's other reasons not to build on that entire track, uh, I'd, I'd like to hear them. Yeah,
6: yeah I mean, uh, uh, go ahead, Bill.
8: The one thing, and I I think the chairman did mention this, uh, initially, I think the first time we saw any details, it was like a a driveway or or a shared driveway between each house there. And at one time, when we were just talking verbally, we we did talk about having a one-way loop road there. And as staff, looked further into the project, staff felt that it would be best in this area here to have that whole fairway as view protection zone. Am I I correct, Mr. Tyner? Yes.
12: So So, back to my question, is the staff then okay with taking these 57 lots and redesigning the other portion track one or whatever to accommodate what is allowed by our code for the number of
6: I mean what what we're reviewing right now is a master plan development agreement um, because it is zoned master plan development so you know the code uh, you know we we are interpreting the intent of the golf course community uh, protection zones. And incorporating that language into this development agreement Um, so you know our intent is you know if you're on a an old fairway and, and and folks can see it you know or it's in back of folks house houses we want to protect the existing community with with the open space that they relied upon
7: It's hard, I, I, I recognize that. so. But we, we have to start with reality here. Um, you know, the reality is, as Mr. Nett said, this isn't a golf course, it never will be a golf course. It, the city sent out letters to the community that said, there is no obligation to mow this, there is no obligation to maintain. it. This is all going back to forest. So this concept and notion that a view of a fairway should be preserved as the code was written back in 2006 uh, is a notion that doesn't exist and won't exist. So, you know, we talk about what is the viewshed that, that they have that these residents have. The viewshed, the view that they have particularly on this hole right now is a hundred feet, a hundred feet of forest. They don't have views of a manicured fairway of a golf course and in fact if you go out there right now it's already at six seven eight feet and will continue to grow into a forest and so theoretically if this were to sit for four more years it will be a forest so what is the view at that time of development it's a it's a forest so this is this is the conundrum with the code that you're facing that we're having trouble with too because we don't know how to Design around something that was anticipated in 2005 that doesn't exist today. I mean, they they don't have a view of a fairway and sand traps and tee boxes. So what do we what do we really want? We have to do something that's best for the community to pursue their views so that um, we do comply with the concept of the code.
0: Thank you. So I mean, for the board, basically either there's some development, maybe with restrictions, but there's some development on Track 3 or there's none. That's really the question. So, um, let's see how everybody feels.
9: we doing consensus here? Kind of. Okay. Um, my, my choice is to side with staff on Track 3.
0: The staff? Okay. Yeah. Staff? Um,
4: I uh, respectfully disagree. I think uh, on track three, um, I would I think it's an overly conservative um, interpretation of that. Although I don't agree with uh, Mr. Shimento, it does say future development, and that's what this is. Uh, but I would my personal recommendation is you have the loop road and you keep the uh, lots large um, and have the uh, view protected, the hundred foot plus the setback proposed. Um, which would make a total of 135 foot. That's a that's uh, the staff has recommended a, uh, a as a recommended a 50 foot view protection zone in section one. So I just don't think it's reasonable to say no to a hundred plus a 35 foot setback in track number three.
0: To be short, I feel the same as Mr. Scully.
2: <laughs> My concern is. Um, The staff has been working with you guys for quite some time on the project, and when asked for an alternative design, there hasn't been anything provided. It has been stated verbally, however, nothing concrete has been provided. So, And knowing that, we tabled it in September, and we asked for you guys to work this out and come back, and still to come back with the same design, speaks volumes, um, to verbally state that you're willing to put in a loop road um, when it was just stated that you guys discussed that previously, and then not to come back with a design that actually shows that is concerning. So with that being said, I support staff's recommendation.
12: Okay. Oh boy, I'm in the middle. (laughs) I, I, I completely believe that staff has worked really hard with the applicant to come up with something that they believe and strongly recommend. I also agree with my uh, partner here on the board who believes that we gave you the opportunity to present something else that would be a compromise that we felt was would allow for um, some development there on Track 3. Um, and I agree that I think that we gave you adequate time to do that. So, because I don't have anything to see that I can actually say makes sense, I'm going to side with staff.
7: May okay. I just interject? I mean, really, I I, I gotta keep my calm here. I'm not sure everybody understands what has happened since the last meeting.
0: Well, let's let's before you do that, let let me ask Mrs. Lucas where she stands first, and we'll, then we can I, talk.
12: i I'm, I'm not prepared to vote on either way. Okay. At this point, my understanding is that you're looking for a consensus at this juncture, not for a firm okay. commitment. So Correct. I'd like to hear a little bit more, and I'm just going to abstain for the moment.
11: All right.
0: So, so for now, it's uh, four staff, two other, and one in between. So um, I, I think that's fairly clear that we're th- the board as a whole is leaning towards the staff. And if that's the case, then tracks four, six, and seven. Um, pretty much Would be along the staff proposal as well. Is that is that how everybody feels? No change, okay, I'm sure we line up the same (laughs) way that one just was so All right back to you. Mr. Shimento.
7: After the meeting We requested meetings with staff to discuss your direction. Three weeks later, we were given an opportunity to meet with staff to say, what can we do? And at that time, staff said, we're not doing anything. That is very different than what your perception was, is that we didn't come back with any alternatives. Staff's direction to us is there is no alternative, is no alternative. If you look at the record, there were multiple requests to say, is there any alternative? Is there any opportunity to sit down and discuss it? And staff's direction was no. So that's that's fine. That's in their, that's their determination. I, I'm not, that, that's not against Ray personally. When we work with these gentlemen day in and day out, year over year, they're excellent. But I just—it's very important for me and my client for you to understand that what how you described it was not accurate, uh, and so I just—I well really do want you to understand that it's very difficult to send out engineers and planners to come back to somebody, and they said you don't need to do anything because we're not changing our opinion. So when we say that we're not participating or that we didn't offer anything is not quite a fair assessment of how this has happened over the last six weeks.
2: However, Mr. Cimento, you're presenting to the board, so you had the opportunity to present us a different design concept, even if you weren't able to come to agreement with staff. Then that would have proven to us that you are attempting to work and mitigate the issues that the community has re- regarding this design, correct, but you chose to bring us back the exact same
3: concept. So that's concerning.
7: And, and that's why, we're, uh,
3: if I may, can we please get? Okay, so I'll go over the rules of decorum again for those of you that weren't at the previous meeting we are taping this it's for the record it's even further exacerbated by the fact that part of this proceeding is by zoom so there's people on the line and watching it remotely it makes it very difficult for them to hear the statements of the board the statements of the applicant and subsequently your statements should you choose to speak so i would ask again please refrain from any clapping or yelling anything out when it's not your turn to speak. Everyone will get a turn, and believe me, I will make sure everything is quiet when it's your turn to speak. Thank you.
7: And and, and I understand your point. I mean, I I get it. Um, And and This is what we came to talk to you about since you're the decision maker. I mean, we could hear your comments and say you were interested in A, B, C, or D, alternatives or yes, we're interested, but you gotta come back and we can do that. But when <laughs> we're trying to, when you gave direction to us and you said, go find something in between with staff and we can't, um, maybe I, I, I didn't think through it or we didn't think through it to come back with new proposals to you. Uh, but as we said all along, when we started this whole thing up, we're open. Uh, we're, we're willing to continue to design and modify if given an opportunity. Alex would like to say one thing.
11: Alex, you still ask The reason why we didn't change and didn't bring all options which we had on the table and which we discussed this stuff many, many times was only to have that show that area as SFR2. And that SFR2 allowed Later, to m- to br- to make design which will be suitable to the standards. Alternative that city says, uh, just going to leave this 2,500 linear feet of Lakeview Boulevard as a forest, not a park, not a nice, pretty area. It will be nothing. And realistically, uh, we propose in an- that particular area. Uh, a 100 feet buffer, that's exactly what uh, the city mentioned in different places. And just to understand, this is like maybe 50 feet, if it's this room, 50, 55. This is double of forestation exists or more. And that's what we're willing to protect. And we're going to have beautiful uh, houses over there. They're not going to be small, it's a 12,000, 13,000, 14,000 square feet lots. It's going to be estate lots, and just to leave that Plateview Boulevard empty and not used with all infrastructure, which already city put uh, it's a waste. It, and you planning board, you know, this is, I'm a civil engineer by trade, and to have all infrastructure right on the front, and to have acres of acres of land just to waste the not to use, if if City asked us, about, uh, let's have a park over there, let's have a playground, let's have something. We absolutely open and we discussed that. But City said, you know what, we don't want anything. We want just to protect ourselves, our position. And after the meeting last, uh, in, uh, in September, we addressed it, we sent it emails, we had a couple of meetings with them. And it was absolutely unproductive because they said, let's planning board to decide what to do. They don't want to decide. And that's the situation. For us to spend another thousands and thousands of dollars of the design, you know, specific design, it's, it's pointless. It's just a waste. That's why we on, on the official, uh, on the official uh, papers, we mark that area as a part two. Specific, this is conceptual layout this is one of 25 which we had which we discussed but uh, all what we ask right now let us give a chance to build something nice over there and we will talk about specific design when time will come but if you will say no to this so it's going to be waste in the middle of Palm Coast thousands of you know, thousands of linear feet of Lakeview boulevard We'll be for it. That's it. That's how
0: I, I I think everybody understands that. So let's, um, I think we are where we are with track three. So let's move on to another one. Well, so what? Was there a consensus or just? A consensus a was four to two, the staff proposal okay. Okay. With, with one abstention. How many make note of that? X1 bill. Actually,
9: I'd like to make a comment, Yes, sir. Um, you know the staff works hard and they make a recommendation but your kind of comments make it sound like we're not really here to do anything other than to support the staff and we have shown that that is not always the case so you know we've given you the opportunity to come back with a design of granted you guys couldn't see eye to eye but there's nothing here that Gives us any opportunity to say well look at this the developer is trying, you know here here's a new option to look at so just because The staff says you know, we're we're not interested. That doesn't mean we're not interested so and I think you can tell by our comments tonight that we all would have liked to seen some
7: mr. I'm glad that you say that so there so yes is a possibility And you're interested you have the ability, you just said it, and we agree, and it's just staff. You have the ability to be creative. You have the ability to make suggestions. You have the ability to make a recommendation subject to greenhouses, yellow houses, larger lots, smaller lots. You have that ability. That's what you're here for. I agree with you 100%. But to say it's one or the other, we already heard from our attorney that. No, you all have the ability to put forth your stamp, your design, your thoughts on this. And again, we're an open book. We're ready to work with someone who wants to work with us.
0: Okay, let's move on.
7: So this is 10, uh, and 10 I think we uh, we agree with staff, uh, with 10, so uh, you shed protection. Uh, in this area, you uh, shed protection of uh, 50 feet, staff thinks it's sufficient. In other areas, they think it's 100. In other areas, they think it's 700 feet. Uh, so we agree with staff that uh, 10 is, we're fine with 10. Uh, but 9 is a difficult one, as we went through before and we had the video. Um, um, and, um, you know, uh, again, I, mean, I guess the, the die is cast that you all have, determine that because we don't see eye-to-eye, eye, but yet we see the backs of our partners on this, that we have to come up with another design. And we're, we're willing to put forth another design for the planning board if you all uh, are willing to um, consider options. And we mean, come back with seven different options. Uh, staff is still going to say no, um, and we're willing to work with you all. So, uh, as I said to Mr. Avano five minutes ago, two minutes ago, this is up to you, so.
6: And just on staff, too, I, Mr. Schmito went through this. Just to summarize again, this was, this is along um, U.S. Highway 1 uh, with Track 9, and, and what the applicant is proposing is uh, uh, institutional. Uh, I think there's a typo here on, on yours, Mr. Schmito. It's not commercial because there would need to be a flume change. No, there's no,
7: right.
6: Okay, so it would be institutional uses for the majority of Track 9. Uh, and then staff's proposal on the right-hand side would be um, the viewshed on the majority of the property that's in green and the ability to do some institutional adjacent to U.S. Highway 1 on the north portion only.
0: Okay, does anybody have any questions from the board? Yeah, I couldn't recall for the life of me what, uh, just because
4: I, I didn't review the uh, recording of the previous meeting, the, the rationale on, on the majority of, uh, the staff's rationale on the majority being uh, wetlands uh, in nine was, was that again a, a strictly a viewshed issue or were there other environmental issues or on why the
8: Trek D, we only support it up there on the north? Yeah. Part of the reason was in the uh, treks 9 there was uh, a lot of those people on the west side of the road had lakes behind their property and I've heard that the water has went down on those lakes over a period of time, and there's some silting in. Uh, but once you got past, so if if you got your backyard and you got a lake area there without much, and then you go to the other side of the lake, and the lake width varied, so that there was typically a tree line at the top of the bank approximately. And, but once you got beyond that, the area was on the, the thin side, so it did not lend itself to uh, quality development very easy. So I think that's where staff was trying to be consistent on this, uh, the way we were on tracks one and three, where we wanted a wider view protection zone. Can you, can Mr. Sculler,
0: can you re- I'm sorry. Can you tell me the width of track nine? There, it looks like it's. 300 feet or more. Yeah, it's, it's,
7: it's pushing 400 feet. 400? And if you recall from the pictures we had on Track 9, um, it's a... Um, there are old uh, ponds there that are silted in, uh, do not accommodate stormwater, uh, do not help the city with their drainage issues. Um, and shortly, if not now, are non-functional and just returning back to uh, a forest, Uh, and our proposal was to provide them with a viewshed protection of the 100 feet, as okay in other areas, Uh, or in the alternative, work with the city to provide drainage so that the area doesn't flood anymore, and connecting the northern side through uh, ponds and lakes down to the southern side so that it could drain properly and be draining in perpetuity. Uh, That's no longer gonna happen. And if it goes back to natural and becomes a forest, I I don't know what will happen, but it's certainly not going to improve uh, the drainage issues in that area. So uh, we put forth a plan. Uh, Nine is just a a bubble map, but there was a lot of detail that we had been working with with staff. Oh, for now pushing uh, uh, two years, and um, this is where your staff is. So again, I'll say for the record, we're willing to to work with the city on creating something that's beneficial to the city, the residents, and ourselves.
5: So so just to be sure, I'm looking at September's presentation. Yes, sir. Um, There's not any difference between nine and 10 today and in September, am I correct?
7: That is correct. When we went to staff and we- no, we're not at loggerheads, sir. I, I just, I need. There's a nuance there. We're not at loggerheads. We're saying, please work with us, and we're getting. We're not changing anything. That's not loggerheads. Got gotcha. you,
13: Mr. Chair.
0: Yes.
3: Quick question, Mr. Tumendo. Yes,
0: sorry.
3: In the um, proposed development agreement, in the table on page six you made some, there's some red um, things that are in red, which is basically what you're proposing and staff is in disagreement with. However, for track nine, it says the use of this track will be limited to 8.3 acres of institutional uses. Yes. Is that, how does that translate to the map that we're looking at? Well,
7: in your code, uh, eight acres, uh, we have showed staff a, a conceptual layout of nine, what nine would look like with an institutional okay. user. Uh, and you have a floor area ratio, so we would be limited on how much development on that track and how it lays out uh, and engineered um, would be developed designed in the future, but the setbacks from the existing residents and the maximum square footage on that site uh, is in the PUD.
3: Okay, so the 8.3-acre staff is in agreement with that and you are in agreement with that also? Uh, We are. (laughs) Because as it's written now, that's what I'm getting at. You know, if we're trying to go through this, I want to make sure what the planning board decides to do is correctly um, shown in the development agreement.
7: Well, to be very candid, uh, we're fine with limiting the amount of development on Track 9. It's just the location. Uh, Staff has proposed that, staff also knows that there's a big pond and a wetland there that essentially makes that area uh, non-functional as for development, so, I mean, so we'll just agree to whatever you want to agree to.
3: What's the entire acreage of Track 9?
7: Uh, about 20-something, 20 20-something 20 okay. acres.
6: Okay. Yeah, I think what's happening, NASA, is the eight acres is a
0: portion of the city staff recommendation
15: to be okay. up north.
0: Okay. The, the eight acres is is what the brown is? That's what it is. Okay. Area.
3: Okay.
2: And that's what's in the development agreement?
3: Yes, it is. So that's why I'm asking, because it doesn't look like 8.3 acres on what you're suggesting, Mr. Chimento.
7: We are fine with developing 8.3 acres of institutional. What we had disagreed is the location of it. Staff? wants to put it at the north, where there is ponds and wetlands, where there's not really eight acres of usable land, and we wanted to place it elsewhere uh, with additional protections which are provided in the PUD that we wanted.
3: Okay.
2: I understand that. Thank you. So have you discussed the alternative location with staff? And if so, what is the disagreement about that location?
7: Uh, The disagreement, not to sound silly, is that it's no. Uh, There's no alternative. There's no discussion. There's no deviation from staff's plan. That's what I keep saying. If we said, can we move it down 100 feet? The answer has been very clear from staff. We're not changing our recommendation. That's our professional recommendation, and we're not changing
6: it. Yeah, let me, and the difference is that if you look at Track 9, and we were okay with um, developing those institutionals to the north because they're not abutting the existing single-family residential homes
0: I, I, I think the staff's position is consistent with what it has been through every track that wherever you're backing up to existing lots you're keeping the view protection zone
6: trying to as much as possible mr. chairman and, and you know and do all respect to this board You know uh, to go back and and try to work with the the applicant you know i I just need to say that you know we staff's been working on this for a long time and you know our senior planners our aicp certified senior planners and staff um had an opinion and there was nothing um that made us change our minds. There was no additional information that, that we haven't heard before. You know, I mean, granted, I know the planning board wanted us to go back and, and work with them and, and compromise, but from our professional opinion, there were, there was, there was nothing that, um, illustrated uh, a change in the code or, or change on our interpretation. And, you know, and with that said, you know, I mean, this is a development agreement and the planning board has every authority in the world to make to make a recommendation and to add language to the
0: development agreement as well. All right. Any other questions from the board? So I'll ask for a consensus on this one, uh, staff versus applicant. <coughs> I'm torn at the moment. I think if the
9: applicant can maybe increase the size of the view protection zone, I think the people that live that butt up uh, Against the uh, track nine, could benefit from you know the increasing traffic on highway one and have a buffer. Um, so, I'm, I'm kind of split at the moment.
5: Widen the view protection zone and, cr- and keep the ability to
8: develop along the US one, but widen it for the existing homes that are already there.
0: Okay, Mr. Skelly
4: agree with what you're torn on and what you are saying. Um, probably, I mean, you have to and th- throw out a number. You know, I'm just not qualified to do so. Right. But, yeah. And to reiterate,
9: I, I I agree with him. I mean, that's he, he he said it better than I did. So,
3: if I may make just a quick point out a suggestion or take it or leave it. Okay. So the current development agreement, as I said before, it says use of this track is limited to 8.3 acres of institutional uses. All remaining areas include view protection zones, new and existing ponds, and natural buffers. So if it's a a 20-acre parcel, and they're using eight acres for the institutional uses, and everything else has to be the view protection zone, instead of necessarily establishing a buffer wide, you could say in no instance could the institutional use be X you know, X amount of distance to the residential use. And that would maintain everything around it to be a view protection zone, um, except for the area that's used as institutional, and it couldn't get any closer than X amount, you know, because, so you have it already in here, I think, from what the first three members were saying. um, But that's one way you could consider potentially, you know, getting there if you were interested.
0: Well, and, and uh, <clears throat> as I understand it, they're asking for commercial, and right now the staff is... No,
3: right. I, that's a mistake. I believe mistake. what they said, is, there's a... It it's is institutional. institutional. That's okay. just a clerical error, I believe. Okay.
0: Yep. And I, I think that's the dilemma that I have, too, is I kind of feel like like the, the other board members here, is I, I'm faced with a choice between A and B, and I, I really want to look at C. <laughs> and but, but when faced with... As do we. When faced with the choice of A and B... I, I would lean towards the staff, but but I kind of feel like they do. That I think there's something in between that could, could, you know, provide a better view protection zone and still allow some of the frontage on US-1 to be institutional.
3: I think in this case you have A and B, but they're not representative necessarily. A is not representative of what it would be reading it in conjunction with what the oh. development agreement says. You know I think I think you know the the staffs is representative this is the eight point two acres right here. The applicants you still have the eight point two acres It's just anywhere in between and anywhere where there's not those eight point two acres is' view production zones, new and existing stormwater ponds you know and uh you know uh, natural buffers so that's what I just wanted to make sure that you're you're getting a holistic picture of what the development agreement says.
4: Procedurally, though, um, Mr. Chair, as we go down this path by each track, um, and we come to the end of it, it's obviously not the simple "may I have a motion." Right. right. Uh, <laughs> I'd ask how are you plan on handling that, Mr. Chair. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know, it's it's this is a different process than we've used before. Uh, you know, it's just this is a consensus-crafted motion that's an you know, it, sorry. It's no, it's difficult, it's and I was afraid heavy of heavy that heavy. as we go
0: through here, we're going to be bouncing back and forth, yep. and so how do you quantify that? And at the end of the day, it could be that we say yes to one, no to the other, or we say bring it back again, and of course, they always have the option. We're not the final say in any of this. We're making a recommendation, and it will go on to the city council twice, I think, so ultimately it'll be someone else, but we're charged with making a recommendation, so yep. hopefully we can do that. and. And it is difficult Uh, I I mean the staff can take a position but you can take another I mean you can show something else to us and I think that's kind of what we're asking for is to see something other than just a or B because when forced when faced with that you know I'm not sure you're gonna fare too well but I I, I
7: absolutely understand what you're saying and, and we're interested in option C also but remember what you directed us to do was go negotiate something with staff. You didn't say come back, Mr. Shimento, owner, with alternative ideas. You said go negotiate something with staff, and we just
0: don't have a negotiating. Partner. Well, maybe we should. It was a long night that night. So. Well, I, I think that <laughs> I think what
4: we, what we came to realize, and when when Mr. Albano made the motion, was was that, gee, this this thing started as X, and over time, with the input of of the public and back and forth it came a long way, Yes. so I think we are, uh, and the spirit of the comments, even though I know there's strong opposition to to many segments of it, were such that it was, there seemed to be an air of cooperation, so when Jim made the motion, we were like, gee, that makes a heck of a lot of sense, because it seems like there's only this much more to go, so perhaps we erred in that, and uh, I guess we have to fix that
0: now. Let, let, yeah. me move, let me move on down because I didn't get that far, but let's see how uh, the rest of the board feels about track nine.
2: Understanding the language already in the development agreement, it would be my recommendation that we include language with the minimum amount of footage between the um, the houses that are abutting the property and the view you know, for the view project view protection zone and my question would be with the 8.83 acres does it have to be contiguous acreage or can they just a total developable space of 8.83 acres within the 20 acres
0: They certainly could do that yes
2: So then that would be my recommendation so that because then understanding it that way then the visuals are somewhat misleading based upon the development agreement language So it's not necessarily, and and this is why Mr. Cimento is really important that although we didn't specifically say bring us back a different, you know, some different concepts, if you're not able to negotiate something with the city, I think that would have been beneficial if you had done that here, because the misrepresent, the misleading part of this track nine, it appears as if you would like to develop the entire 20 acres.
12: understand,
2: And so that you are, and then when your development agreement, that you prepare says 8.83 acres is misleading and and this is what can cause distrust mm-hmm. if it says that and then you propose something you provide a visual that says 20 acres you understand what i'm saying i agree
7: i understand exactly what you're saying i do i
0: understand
2: so that's my recommendation
0: okay let's move on down i concur okay as do i as do, okay uh what's the only one we haven't done is tracked one you got that though
4: to buffer
7: with
8: i can't hear i can't, huh? hear, uh, I, can't I, I can only hear a couple people because they the i don't have great hearing to start with, but the uh with the mask on and the uh planning board members speaking a fair distance from the mic it, it's like I'm having a, a great deal of difficulty hearing i don't know I, I i think
6: i um look could I try to summarize this here, track? Go ahead. Um, there was consensus that they would allow for the eight point, um, wh- wh- what's the acres? 8.3. Eight, 8.3. Eight, eight, limited to 8.3 acres of development of all of track nine, as they are illustrating here, with a buff, with a protection buffer. And I guess what we need to know so we can write it into the development agreement,
8: what is that distance? R- right now it's, it was shown as 60 feet for your information.
2: 60 feet from the abutting properties
8: right that that's what's shown on there right now it's probably easier to see on the applicants
2: and there's a pond correct i mean there's there's a water system that runs behind those properties correct
8: on on some of that area that's that shown green as view protection zone a lot of that used to be ponds and, and it, so it's maybe shallower at this time
6: So, so what Mr. Hoover saying that the current view protection zone is 60 feet. And then what I'm hearing is that to allow the eight point um, what have you to be developed within that track and then increase that buffer. So what I'm asking, so we can, you know, Mm -hmm. write it in a recommendation or, or your consensus. What would that be besides 60 feet?
2: And staff has been recommending 100 feet on other tracks, correct? A minimum of 100 feet.
8: Yeah, we we talked the, earlier about the 100 feet. The applicant showed I, 100 on track 3. I, I think on some—you're you're correct, I, I forgot. On some of these earlier tracks where they were proposing like three or four lots uh, going east to west, and then let's say south of there, there was homes— or platted lots already there that were going north to south so that was in their backyard we we cannot support that because it has to have a view protection zone so in those cases we sort of roughed in about a hundred feet so you are correct
0: I I think what you're hearing is that you know utilize your frontage on us-1 to come up with your 8.3 acres and provide a minimum of a hundred foot buffer to the other lots and then you know, show how you want to do that on Track 9. Don't just show the whole thing is brown, because that's misleading to us.
7: No, I understand, and, and in the PUD, like, we, we anticipated this to be an issue, is that in the PUD, we particularly say, as it relates to Track 9, because it is sensitive, for forgive me, I'm, I just lost it. Okay. Well, Prior I've to heard. making any application, we'll prepare a conceptual site plan and hold neighborhood meetings consistent with the requirements of the LPC to show the community before we even make application and uh any type of development plan. So, um, we understand.
0: Okay. And I have
9: a quick question for Mr. Tiner. Is there uh maximum building height for
4: institutional?
6: Yeah, we do, but it's based on the FAR. Um do do we did we in the development agreement put a uh, height limit right, on the institutional remember, I, section?
7: The, uh, no, sir.
8: ES- has a minimum height maximum. of a hundred feet, no, which max. we wouldn't support.
11: Maximum,
6: maximum. So that that is a good point. Um, you may, since they are not, the, you know, with the buffer, you may want to consider a height limitation.
9: Can are are we allowed to make sure. a recommendation Absolutely. for a max height? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, I make a, you know my consensus is that, uh, no more than forty feet.
0: The, uh, the height is sing- close to
9: 100 feet. Then the people that live back there, great, they have some trees, but now they're looking at an office building or something. I was
0: thinking the maximum height in residential, I think, is 35. <laughs> yes, sir. So I think if you keep it somewhere around that, I'm not saying it has to be that, but yep. somewhere around that, then you're consistent with the rest of the neighborhood. Agree.
16: Mm-hmm.
2: I agree. No. I agree. But 30 feet, okay. five feet 30, the 35
0: feet
4: height feet and 100 feet height. So, for, so it's for essentially the a two story
0: building. Hundred foot, minimum of hundred foot. foot. Yes, view protection. Protection zone. Got it. Okay. Did, a, did hear I hear, hear, hear
8: two story in a, So it, well, if I would, would limit the maximum thirty-five
6: foot. Thirty-five feet. Thirty-five, 35 feet, feet max. Yeah.
0: All right. Anything else on track nine and, and track ten? You, you said you were okay with the staff because you, yours is slightly different, but you're. Yeah, you, we're
7: we're fine with the You're okay with that? The yes, sir.
0: Okay. And that leads us to tract one.
7: That leads us to one. Yes, sir.
0: And I think that's back at the
8: front. Is that I think that was there there we right go. There. Okay.
7: okay. So when we were here last time, we uh our proposal was on the left, staff's proposal was on the right. We heard comments from uh residents uh that didn't want you shed protections of trees, they wanted a lake because if you go to the next one, uh, we had proposed, you know, this is really what we'd like to do, is make it larger if we can put the, our stormwater ponds on that side. Uh, that way all those residents on the north side and the south would have now lakefront property rather than a 50, 60, 70 foot stand of trees. And we did that because we need stormwater on here, so we said, well, why can't we use that as a feature? So that's really sure. what we would like to have um, is the conceptual layout too, so that we could provide stormwater and bring value uh, to the existing residents' um, properties rather than just a stand of trees. So um, we wanted to talk about that with staff, and you've heard that story before. So, um, but but this
12: concept plan does not account for the loss of the approximately 57 homes that were going to be on track three. That correctly? is correct.
7: That is correct, and so as a result, you know, there's that pressure uh, that we have to balance uh, when the community said we want home sizes consistent with our uh, our neighborhoods, um, and um, that's the, the yin and the yang. It is. Right. M-
6: Mr. Chairman, uh, maybe I can but you're also talk not a little develop- bit. Um, you're also not developing that. Yeah, I, ju- I just want to say... Um, you know this development agreement is is what would be recommended to our city council. So, you know if if you're going to recommend it these you know SFR one or SFR two zoning district, and just because you know they're not going to be developing the other tracks doesn't mean that they're going to make these lots smaller. It's what is in the development agreement is what is being recommended. Okay. okay.
0: I have a question for oh, Mr. This Dickinson. This is SFR one. On track one?
6: Bill. um.
0: Yeah. Yes, sir.
11: Yep.
9: Mr. Dickinson, um, can you get water to flow from track one to the retention ponds in four and six in order to get these 57 lots to reduce the amount of water or ponds in conceptual layout two and, and move water to four or six?
0: I think the distance is too far, too far. to, to okay. have that happen. You know, you need to
4: have the water get there somehow. You have to go under Lakeview. Okay, yeah, a, I, it didn't, it I didn't know that overview to see if there be was anything difficult. that was That's contiguous. The reason
0: the plan was developed for Track 3, not to go back again, but was the fact that there's a large ditch along Lakeview Boulevard. So it was just a natural... Conveyance to the ponds
5: and get the development away from the adjacent residents so, okay.
0: thank you could you, could you go back to the, uh, the the comparison of the staff plan and applicant plan? So well, the biggest difference here is obviously the view protection zone over on the right side versus a pond. And then the same thing to the south, though you do have develop on you know, yours you have development to the south and they don't. I'm curious to hear when we get the public comment how the people that live there feel about the view protection zone versus having a, a lake behind their house.
7: Answer any questions you may have about this one, yes ma'am.
2: Yes, this the form is this the former driving range?
7: Uh, the driving range uh, portion of the golf course was roughly around where the number one is. Okay, and this
2: area. is where the majority of your development is going to be. Correct, um, in terms of your residential units, is on track one. Correct.
7: The bulk of it. Yes. Uh, the majority of the units. Well, it, it you know it based on on your recommendation, that'll be essentially the only area.
2: So my question would be that, um, is there a representative here? That could explain to us the soil soil testing from Atlantic Ecological Services that would be able to answer any questions?
7: Yes, we have our our engineer, Jody Sis here, who can can talk about that. Uh, Can you give us one second?
2: Thank you. so um
0: would, would you state your name and address for the record jody sisk uh 201 bass road St. Augustine, Florida. thank you
2: so you performed the testing for atlantic ecological did you perform the testing
16: i personally did not perform the testing but um one of our consultants said yes ma'am
2: okay so my my first question would be that the results as it pertains to arsenic it was found that 2.1 milligrams per kilogram, which is the soil cleanup target level for um, arsenic. And it was recommended that discrete soil borings be advanced within the driving range. Can you tell us what is the difference between that test and the limited soil investigation that was completed on the property, which is what you use for this report, since you're recommending additional testing? What would be the difference between the recommended testing Versus the limited soil investigation that was completed.
16: Um, so the, the, what we did was limited soil testing across the site, mm-hmm. and the um, the old driving range was the only area that we found arsenic contamination that was even close to the target level of, of cleanup by D.P., which is 2.1 for residential. So all the other ones were much lower than that. So within the residential range of not needing any type of cleanup. Um, So what we recommended is that further testing occur at the driving range because we were at 2.1, which is the threshold level,
4: Mm
16: -hmm. Um, just to get a, you know, basically, again, this was limited. We need more testing of that driving range to know exactly what's going on, which means more grid samples and basically more sampling. and to see if there's one certain area that maybe has a little bit more compared to the rest, um, and that's that's all the difference. I have think. you been
2: contracted? To, have you been contracted to provide that additional testing since um, this report was provided in March, and it's been eight months now? Have you conducted that additional testing as of yet?
16: No, ma'am, we have not.
2: Okay, Mr. Cimento.
16: Um, well, if it's identified and it comes back at basically all of it's below 2.1, then they're not required by the state to do any cleanup because it's below the threshold. If it's above 2.1, then the owner, the applicant, will have to go through a site remediation with DEP before they can do any construction on the site for residential. Uh, again, that's a residential threshold. threshold. Mm-hmm. It's not for commercial or industrial or anything like that but since this is a residential zoning or it's going to be. Um, they would have to once you get those areas 100% identified. If there are areas over 2.1, then they'll have to go through site remediation, with, and, and that's a part a process with DP. And any any uh, it's it's initiated by the by the applicant with Florida Department of Environmental Protection, and they provide the state basically a plan. This is what this is what we found. And this is what we're going to do to remediate that before we construct on this site with residential development. And then that cleanup occurs, which is typically either removal of the soil that's contaminated to a point where it's now not contaminated, it's below the threshold, and that soil is removed and it's sent to a certified line site, um, contaminated site. And then at that point, the fill that they bring in is going to be clean fill, and the dirt is no longer contaminated. Um, and then DP will sign off on the on the site assessment that is complete. Um, so there's there's different ways of doing it, but typically the soil is removed from the site. It's contaminated.
2: So the 2.1 level for residential is conservative compared to commercial, correct?
16: Very conservative. Yes, ma'am. We. And we we come close to 2.1, if not, sometimes over 2.1 on sites that have never been used for anything in Florida. We have arsenic in our soil anyway. If you're on a site, if you're on a Coquina site, like over along the Coquina Ridge, like most of that soil is over 2.1 because of just the natural process between lime and water and the soil in Florida. So we have a lot of soil that has, I mean, we always get arsenic in our soil. This is a young golf course, typically the ones that we find really bad arsenic are just like the old citrus fields. It's something that's from 1970 and earlier. Those are the ones that are typically very contaminated with arsenic.
2: However, the form of arsenic is according to the National Institute of Health. um, The toxicity is influenced by chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides, right? Yes, ma'am. So the naturally occurring arsenic, you really can't compare it to the arsenic that has been influenced by herbicides and pesticides which is why the level is conservative for residential because you have people living there versus in a commercial site they're not spending as much time yes, there.
16: Ma'am. so and we're looking at
2: more a... long-term exposure
16: yes ma'am and it's the it's the exposure that's the issue again residential you've got people who are going to be working their yards mm-hmm. compared yeah. to commercial well you don't have people that are typically out there with their hands working in the yard so there's a very big difference between those two and that's why that is different you know especially then you look at industrial so it goes up even further so thank up. you so much You're for welcome. answering my
2: questions thank you
6: mr chairman could i could i just add to that yes. um because you know at the, at the beginning of the of our presentation here you know we added some language uh from the last time i just want to read it uh a contamination assessment activities including soil and or groundwater samples shall be Conducted by a qualified professional that is authorized to assess and make recommendations for such activities per Florida Department of Environmental Protection Standards and shall be consistent with all applicable Florida statutes. This was existing upon application for a site plan or subdivision master plan. The owner shall provide the city with all studies or reports uh, required by federal and state agencies. We also added that if soil or groundwater contamination is above the state concentration levels, remedial action in accordance with Florida Department of Environmental Protection Standards shall be accomplished prior to construction activities within the affected area. Uh, so we did add some language, and we also added some bond language that if there is contamination assess uh, contamination on the site, that, that the applicant would post a bond for what the kinda of, um per our standards for for cleanup activities. So, you know, we're comfortable with our language and if pr- if this moves forward and prior to development, they're going to have to provide you know, those details and uh, you know, complete the assessment in accordance with this language. All right?
0: Any other questions from the board on Track 1?
4: So that was uh between last meeting and this meeting that was added. Yes. yes. And the, can have any issue with that additional, no no i, I
7: mean, would we, we did negotiate and discuss lots of things but the change to the <coughs> right right the okay drawings, we're thank not. you so yeah that we're fine with everything in here yes sir
2: i noticed i know i noticed that last night when i read it that it had been added and i'm glad that it was added however i wanted to question for the record
0: yes ma'am any other questions from the board I have to be just consistent just a um, quick
2: one um,
9: All right. what is the difference in the view protection zones between the proposal and staff's recommendation in the green area to the east of track one what is what are you proposing versus what they were proposing
7: what are we proposing
9: yeah if you look at the if you look at the difference between track one that runs uh, north and south um, in between the residential area and your track one your your view protection zone is Pretty narrow where theirs is fairly wide. We know what the difference is between the, that dimension?
7: Uh, I don't know dimension, but it's dozens of acres. Well,
4: so yours, this is 100 foot. Yeah, so um, it's yeah pl- on
7: like this, you said, this room is 50-55 right. feet or, or we proposed 100 and or if we could put our storm water there, yeah. it could be even wider. Right, okay.
0: Yeah, your plan that you showed a little bit ago had a storm water that ran that whole length. Yes. <coughs> right. Gave you a separation. It's not the same as the view protection zone, but it is a separation. Right. Okay. All right. Um, to be consistent, shall we go through each board member and tell me what your consensus is between the two plans? <coughs> if you have one. Can you put it back, Bill,
6: to the put other it back one? Up.
9: Um considering that Track 3 is still in debate and they still have the ability to, um, you know, they, they need, need to put a development in, uh, my, I'm kind of siding with the uh, applicant on Track 1 at this point.
4: I agree. agree. Uh, I do stipulate that the setbacks uh, in the southeast are 100 foot as it says in one of the de- development slides that It says 50 here on this side-by-side, and I believe one of the slides from the September showed uh, a hundred foot and a hundred foot.
7: We're
17: fine with a hundred foot. Yeah, I I agree with Jake. It's the southeast. I I can't see it on my glasses. It's the
0: southeast L here. Yes. Right here, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Right, and I I tend to agree with you, though, I am really curious to hear from the people that live there about the stormwater, because to me, Having that separation across the pond is every bit as good as having just trees. I think it brings more value, but I'm I'm curious to hear what what we will hear in public comment. <coughs> on to you.
2: So, based upon what you just said, I would like to hear what the residents would have to say as well before I make a decision on track one. Okay. Like same.
11: same with you. All right.
3: Yeah.
0: If there are no other questions from the board, we'll go to public comment. Thank you, all. Does anybody want to take a break before we do that? No? Good? Okay, I'm good. All right, this is a public hearing. Um you want to speak on this issue, I know you've heard a lot, and some of it can be pretty confusing. I'll come up, state your name and address for the record. You will have three minutes. There's a clock up here. When you get down to two minutes and 45 seconds, please try to wind it up. Um So we'll open the public hearing, and anybody who wishes to speak can come forward.
18: My name is Mike Martin, and I live on Lake Success, and I can tell you that I have absolutely no interest in having water behind my house. I don't need alligators coming out of the retention pond and crawling up on my property. I don't need to have to worry about getting flood insurance because the HOA is not probably maintaining the levels of the lake, and I don't want to have to sue the HOA for not doing their job. And I also want to say that I'm really outraged at the fact that the so-called report on the arsenic has not been made public. We asked Virginia Smith, the city clerk, whether she had received that report, she said she never had received it. So this is the first that we're hearing of the report. We have a right to know what that report says. I could have examined that report and based my remarks on that report. I don't know what that report says. I can tell you that I did speak to Mr. Craig Park of the DEP, and I told him what Mr. Chiment's remarks were in the September meeting, that they attested only to six inches and one foot. Mr. Park is the Project manager for the remediation of the Ponce de Leon golf course in St. Augustine. So he is pretty knowledgeable about contamination on golf courses. He told me that six inches and 12 inches are not sufficient to test for arsenic. He said that the standards of the DEP require them to test every foot down to the water table. He also said that they need to test for areas around the sheds where the pesticides were kept where they were mixed, where they were loaded, because those are the areas that they find contamination in. He also said that they need to test the areas where the gasoline tanks were kept, where there were gasoline-powered cars, the golf course, because those areas also have spills, and there could well be petroleum products in the soil. So I have to say I'm really disappointed in the city and in you people for not making that report public, because apparently you have it, and nobody has indicated to us that anybody had possession of it, so we haven't seen it. And that's really unfair to spring an honest that, oh, well, now there's a report, but it wasn't made public. So I really am outraged that this has happened. And I urge you to send that report to the DEP and allow them to look at it and allow them to examine it, because they cannot act unless they are notified there is contamination. And if there is contamination, whether it's just on the driving range or not, They need to know about it, so I urge you to please contact the DEP, send them that report and get them involved, because the public safety should be your primary concern. So thank you very much. All right, thank you. Hi,
19: Liam Pennington. I live on Track 2 Lake. Um, I actually didn't suspect we'd be here so soon, especially without resolution by both parties. So um, uh, what has changed? Uh, The only thing I can suspect that's changed is that we have now passed our election, and perhaps they feel confident in having enough votes at this forum or the council uh, to get through this and get the approval. Um, I do appreciate Mr. Scully disclosing that he had a conversation with the attorney. I'd ask that maybe he consider recusing himself as fairness to our residents. Fighting this battle. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the uh, the four sister golf courses here in Palm Coast were actually created at the direction of the Federal Trade Commission. Um, it's very unique. The it and development. They were actually mandated in a consent agreement as green space and flood mitigation uh, when it was originally developed. Um, when the land code was developed, the uh, golf course residents um, were given inalienable rights in that land code. It specifically states. Uh, that the existing direct golf course u- views from the rear yards of our existing platted lots located in those residential districts shall be maintained our our line of sight shall be maintained now the verbiage in the land code does not indicate it has to be an active facility golf facility furthermore this city has stood by our rights including publishing quotes in our local newspapers that state the verbiage such as a quote from Jason De Lorenzo of the city in simple terms It means no developer may build on a fairway blocking the backyard view of a resident or planned homes along those fairways because those who bought homes there did so on the expectation that they're living along a golf course. Now the fact, this is what he says, that it is no longer a golf course is not relevant. As the code makes it explicit, the rule applies even to former golf course communities. You have to apply to still existing guidelines. He goes on to say, The code does not define a direct golf course view. It does not assign an actual distance. A fairway could be quite wide. A view is subjective. He concedes that we took a strict interpretation of that view, strict or expansive. The end result is no homes on fairways abutting any existing planned home. So after reading this in newspapers, our residents feel very assured that the city's protecting our value, our privacy and our health. We actually went from 400 residents turning up at the first developer meeting to what's here today, and why is that? It's because these residents believe the city's protecting their rights. However, I wanna put us on notice here today that we have retained legal counsel. We are prepared to file a class action once this board or council goes against those rights or changes that land code. You will not infringe upon our rights, you will not take away our home's equity, and you will not intrude upon our privacy or our health. Enough's enough. There is land to be developed here for him and that's where he needs to stick to and stay out of the fairways. Thank you. All right.
0: Thank you. Next speaker.
17: Charles Davis, I'd like to share a couple of information. Mr. Shimento and I met uh, many different times uh, a while back. Um, I am a developer. Okay, and I Somebody goes to buy a piece of property, the first thing they do is they do all these different tests. We're listening to these people saying that we're going to submit this or we're going to submit this or submit this. Then we have the developer that comes up and says it costs lots of money to do this and costs lots of money to do that. Folks, this property, and I am one of the original investors when we bought it the last time, I am one of the people that show that we paid $500 a day because the two partners did not want to mow the lawn. So you charged U.S. citizens, no different than any other U.S. citizens, $500 a day. Now, when they closed escrow and that gentleman bought it, between him and Mr. Cimento, whoever bought it, okay, whoever holds the note, whatever the scoop is, we can find all that out later, which we will get to the bottom in a three minutes. So... When we bought that property, we knew what you could do with it and what you couldn't do with it. And that's the reason why we paid $300,000 for that property. That's the reason why, because there was no developer land. Arnold Palmer is a friend of mine. I'm going to tell you what. you got a championship signature Arnold Palmer golf course, okay? And you guys want to go develop it. You want to take it out of your city. You want to take out things that are monumental that originally... Toby, who did not work for him before, said that that was the original gem and jewel upon Coast. Now I'll tell you what, Mr. Palmer's not alive anymore. But I can tell you what, you cannot replace that golf course in your city. And if you think that this development, by making these, these things and these things and these things adjustable, I'm going to tell you what, your city attorney needs to get with somebody that understands other advice from city attorneys that know how the state works Understands each statute that he brings up instead of has people up here and I'm not saying none of you guys are qualified but I'm saying I'm listening to him talking about an agreement Okay, there should be no development agreement until all these tests are done number one so if you guys want to say you're not going to dig this and the gentleman that wants to come up and says no I didn't dig the test great question how far were the holes great question Another gentleman comes up here and he says, you know what? We don't have anything. The residents get a paper two weeks ago, something in the newspaper, and it shows they're trying to propose a water park. The water park is so that the water goes over here and it makes the developer get more density. If you guys want to preserve your city and do what's right and be heroes, save this Arnold Palmer championship golf course. And give the people what they have. When somebody wants to talk about a view, boom. The view can see as far as the eye can see. And we can see the moon at night. So if somebody wants to talk about a 50 foot a 100 foot extra large, this is inside. Folks need to get a clue. And as everyone says, we all know we'll have legal people here. And we also know that we will represent what we need to do and fight the fight that we got to do. I hope the folks stay aboard with the people and don't decide to go along. With people that want to do things irregular, right, have developments that they haven't even fixed. Sir,
0: you had your three minutes. Thank you very much. Next speaker.
20: My name is Susan Schiverdecker, Lot 145 on London Drive. I do have some things I'd like you to see. Due to, I was at the water management for the London Water yesterday. They presented a map for us. You need to all look at this from the city. This is the water that will be maintained off of the London Waterway running into I Live on Fairway 9. I have photographs, I also have maps. I can justify to you, those ponds back there have never flooded, ever. Now the city swells on the street of London, yes. Okay, so here we have this. If you look across the street here, this is the city proposed for a serious amount of water, which will be an outflow into what is now not flooded. Also, if you look at the city plot for what they did as of last night's meeting, and you look at the developer on track six, seven, eight, and nine, you will notice that those swells never flooded for two years until the developer chose not to maintain them because you have five code violations right here. You may all want to read and look at them. They stake he has never mowed it, maintained it, so the water flow backs up and then floods the street. They would never do that before. Even though the other owner went bankrupt, at least they maintained those swells so the water flowed properly. You want to say I don't live on a fairway? Let's look at the legal documentation. You're more than welcome to see it. It's public info. I live on Fairway 4, which. So Flagler County Tax Authority in Bunnell is lying about where I live? Are you talking my mortgage company? 271 homes abut these property of the golf course. Now, you're going to tell me it's not a golf course? Then you're telling me my mortgage company is a liar. I'm a nervous wreck.
21: <laughs>
20: okay. Ask awesome. them. If you look, God shake it with. But if you look at my mortgage company, you'll see another part here. This is its plot plans. For my mortgage company, it calls it Matanza Woods Golf Course. If you look at Flagler property appraisers, it also tells it fairways from Matanza Woods. So if you don't want to call it a golf course and you want to grow up your stuff full of what which is not destroyed by no means, but if you're gonna allow him to run off of, which I found last out last night, there's this easement on my, trap dine right by my house. If you look at the developer's map, you will see his waterway and his, his 35 on the pipe is on city fa- city uh, property, okay? But then look at his map, you'll see that it is almost identical to yours. Right. If you want, you may look at all these maps. All right. You may have these.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Next, next speaker.
14: Harry Matrano, 207 London Drive. Uh, thank you, everyone on the board, for listening and paying attention to everything that's being said. It's a few things. First of all, it's still a golf course, despite what Mr. Chimento says. And at the end of the day, uh, if we could pull up track nine. Can you kindly pull up track nine? It's very important. Because I don't know, are you, any of you aware, you don't have to answer the question, but are you aware about the meeting last night that was a public meeting for the water retention pond uh, in in the London Drive area? If you're not, you're going to be amazed. (coughs) That green uh, to the left, just behind the number nine, uh, and the little black, piece that comes out is some kind of right-of-way, and that is going to be a culvert that feeds from behind the properties on the number 10. There's a big pond going to be put in over there, and that's going to go across behind Susie's house, that's why she's all nervous, and that goes through the green area down to that little, little lake that's at the bottom of the heel of the foot, above the letter C, or C, or G, whatever that is. (laughs) That is is what's gonna happen there. That is going to drain more water to that area behind that property. So that's not helpful at all. This project is a mess. This is not helping the neighborhood. The part of the, the, the grass being <coughs> grown on the golf course was made by a decision by who's not even elected. This is a person who works in code enforcement that just arbitrarily said it was okay not to cut the grass. Can't do that in my house. Hmm. Okay, not gonna happen. So how does that happen? Okay, gonna be a, an issue because we're gonna bring that to the code. we're gonna bring that back to City Council regarding it. Okay, it's lessening the value of my home and all my neighbors. Although not four thousand showed up today, but remember we trust you, we believe you. Okay, I'm not quite happy with the attorney to be honest with you, but that's not that's just me. Okay, I think that there's some siding. It has to be changed and we need your help this is not a good project you can change it all you want but you didn't even know about that that changes that eight acres i don't even need the rest of my
0: time thank you thank you very much okay next speaker
20: hi my name is dennis Schiverdecker. i've got a picture i want to show you of my backyard on track nine if it's
13: possible
16: we don't have a way to do that. I'm
0: sorry.
13: Okay. Then, then, I, then I want to give my time
0: sure. since I'm not a representative. I'm pay sorry. Pay. I'm sorry. We don't. That's that's against the rules. You, you have cannot see cop- your.
3: Excuse me, sir. Mr. Shiverducker do you have any copies of the picture?
2: Um, this is my
3: telephone. Okay. Um, uh, can I show no, it to you? You can. You can if, the, if, the, if, the, if you guys want to look at it, you can. But uh, this is a This is a, Okay, so what I I just want to make sure is that we preserve the record, okay? So if you'd like to show it, after the fact, you're going to have to email it to the city clerk so that we can say, okay, this has been put in the record. If you don't have actual printed-out papers. This is where you're and they about some dried up This is their background the other day. Okay, you can just take it down to them, yep.
9: Well, I don't know what I'm looking at. Is, oh, okay. it, is it normally
19: have it water in it? It goes the length of about 35 homes, this canal. It's almost like a canal that you have in the B section. Can, can
3: you put up the, um, isn't there an aerial of nine? No, there's not an aerial of nine, is there? No, proposing
19: the institutional.
0: Yeah, as the attorney said, you'll have to give a copy of that to the city so it becomes part of the record. All right. If you're done with your time, we'll go to the next speaker.
15: How you doing? Robert King, uh, 22 Lewisburg Lane. Uh, just want to kind of reference the chapter 3.0304J of the LDC state's existing direct golf course views from the rear yards of all existing plotted lots located within any residentially zoned districts directly abutting the site shall be maintained. Um, What I'm specifically want to point out is what about lighting? Is there going to be street lights? Is there going to be garage lights? Is there going to be Christmas lights? Is there going to be backyard lights? There's going to be radiant light. Somebody's going to have a view from their backyard, and they're going to see it. It's going to obstruct their stargazing view. Mm. I mean, it's going to affect it. I was amazed I had a few homes built behind me at how much just a couple of homes can make a difference in the lighting in the sky. Whether that's important to you or not, I don't know, but it's important to me. One other thing, I think, it needs to be maintained as a golf course. Uh, Why the urgency to all—it's going to just be a wasted uh, bunch of woods is is silly. What about when we get to full population? What about another 20 years? I mean, right now, Palm Harbor is doing 50,000 rounds of golf a year in the year 2019. The average golf course in the United States does about 30,000 rounds of golf. They're teeing off every five minutes. Every five minutes. What's going to happen in another 20 years? We need a place to have recreation, well being, and a good lifestyle. That's going to be taken away. Palm Coast, what's it going to be? Just another. Fill it in with a bunch of homes? Or is it going to be a nice place to live? Give us some thought. Really, people, give us some thought. This is important. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you very much. Okay, next speaker. one,
5: Hello. My name is Mike Wierspa. I live at 17 Lake Success Place which on the map is at the right corner of it uh, right where the difference between the skinny little green and the big green and to give you an example of that would be like being able to see this front row or being able to see all the way down behind our house it is an open field it is a fairway uh if it's just this narrow i'm not going to have that view that really restricts my freedoms and that view protection zone is a freedom Um, I agree with what they said on the arsenic test six inches one foot they're gonna dig a whole lot deeper than that when they do construction there and that needs to be tested for everybody's safety Uh, the developer should not set the rules on how this city is run that is why we have the staff and the people that have the citizens' interest at heart and they should be listened to. Uh, When they say, we won't work with them, does that actually mean that they won't do what they want them to do? That is not the way it should be. We need to have regulations and things that are set for all developers. They come in, they know what the rules are. It does not need to change. One other thing, and I've been in some developments for, for developers. When you say you can put in 200 lots in this tract of land, that doesn't ma- that's the maximum you can put in. If it doesn't fit for 200 lots, 180, 150, the developer has to live with that. And that's what I hope you uh, realize and take notes on it. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you very much. Next speaker.
13: <coughs> Thank you for letting me speak. Uh, and my name is Celia Puglisi. I don't live in this golf course, but I live in the other one, in Palm Harbor. When I am here, to support our golf courses. Are at stake. Especially theirs, maybe not ours. And Mr. Uh, Cimento, um, doing a good job, and he even mentioned our past, faithful for our citizens of this city, Mr. Nets, was the person that, to me, I hold responsible for losing the Matanzas golf course. Even his words, his detrimental words reminded that Mr. Nets is no longer a golf course and will not ever be a golf course again. And when he said that, he didn't think about all those 278 owners or more that in that golf course. We are residents. We pay taxes, and we bought in golf courses. And those golf courses have people that have their homes, that will lose the value, they will lose their views, and that will be uh, a, a destruction of their quality of life. In our city charter, and I appreciate that so far, looks like our our staff is trying to work work understanding our needs as residents owning on golf courses. I have to appreciate that so far, but some people don't think about, like Mr. Nick didn't think about all these people. It's our quality of life. It is also in a way our safety, because all the additional traffic without very minimal road infrastructure, the the amount of water that we have here on, on our hurricanes and storms, Everything gets flooded. And actually they will cause probably they will have more flood. Like I never seen I live here since nineteen ninety one and I used to live nearby that golf course before many years. And you know what? Never was flooded before when it was maintained as a golf course. Never those streets were flooded. I have videos that my neighbors had taken of their front roads in one of the last storms that was not a hurricane. And they were flooded from the whole street. That never happened before. I believe it's because the golf course is no longer maintained on the swells. And these people, they don't have, they don't have to have these issues. And if they build on that golf course, probably that issue will come back again. Please, think about the residents first. It's in our charter. The city is supposed, in our charter, reach, the city is supposed to confront growth with the resident, existing residents' quality of life first before they decide anything. Please, let's read our city charter. Thank you very much. All right,
0: thank you. Um, Next speaker.
14: My name is Brian Carlin. I live at 9 Lee Place, uh, which is along Track 3. I'm one of uh, two homes that have an unobstructed view of that fairway. Um, We believe that there's enough construction or enough homes already developed in the the L section. We don't need to add any more to it. I agree 100% with the gentleman in the uh, blue t-shirt over there that uh, said we need to develop uh, housing along with uh, green space. (coughs) And that's about all I have to say.
0: Thank you very much. Okay, next speaker.
21: I'm Justin Simmons, I live at 39 Lake Success Drive. I am directly behind the, uh, the old clubhouse, and before it was torn down, I could see its roof have uh, no lights on it, so it didn't you know, obstruct my views for the stars, which are very beautiful back there. I have a lovely backyard. Um, I can see multiple hundreds of feet behind my house. Telling you, th- in the uh, applicant's proposal on Track 1, that little green space from the back of my house, not a full throw, just a toss. I can throw a softball into that beige area from my back porch. I live there. I know that area more intimately than anybody in this room. And that is a very, very small space. I could toss a ball from my back porch onto the island with minimal effort. And if you can throw the ball across it, it's not really a golf course. Golf balls go hundreds of yards. You probably all know that. Um, one of my members our neighbors over here recently just said it's the first time I've heard it mentioned in weeks. If you're restricting track three, we have to take our lots and put them over into other areas, which forces them to be smaller, not even looking at the issue of maybe just not have as many lots. Five I have an egg carton fits 12 eggs, but 18 eggs, I don't just either cram them in or say, well, you got to get smaller eggs, you're going to get less value. No, 12 eggs fit there. We'll cram more in, under, the, and it sounds like a threat saying, well, we're going to make them smaller, so you better, and that's not the appropriate way to have that conversation. Just because you've been allowed to build this many units, if that many units don't fit, talk about putting a square peg in a round hole, I mean, come on. Also, the language that they've mentioned before says golf course view. It doesn't say you have to play golf on it. It says golf course view. The language that the applicant's uh, attorney has been using is view shed. Words of view shed are not in that code. Words of view shed are arbitrary. Words of view shed have been brought in. He was the only one to start using that language. The golf course view is not telling me what I don't get to see. It's telling me what I do see. The objective of that code is not to block my view of another home. The objective of that code is to preserve that I have the open space. I didn't pay as much because I came later on, people who bought the lots before the homes were there, but I still paid a decent amount. People paid so much more money for those lots, for those kind of protections. And to have them torn away, you have to understand the passion here. When these people come up to speak, and it's so impassioned, it almost sounds angry, you're, you're damn right it is a little bit, because they've paid so much. They're, they're not going anywhere. We are rooted in this community. Like the city doesn't exist without the citizens, right? We live here. We don't want to say no development but you don't just rape the land of all of its natural resources to see how much you can cram in. You know, the deer walk through my backyard almost nightly, almost nightly. They won't exist with this (coughs) plan right here. I'm not saying no development, but you also have to protect the citizens. I appreciate you all being here Listen to us.
0: All right. Thank you very much. Are there any other speakers? Anybody else wish to wish to speak on this matter? All right. Seeing none, we're going to close the public hearing. The chairman,
3: Chairman, we have to... So we have we a have Zoom
0: to, person? I'm yes. oh, sorry. How, how many do you have on there? We've got two. Two? Okay. There's one.
10: Okay. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, we can hear you. Go ahead.
10: Okay. Toby Tobin from Palm Coast. The LDC revision opened the door to the possibility of permanently closed golf course and the possibility of future development. Well-intended city staff created the concept of a view-protected zone, which residents and perhaps staff assumed would be perpetually maintained to some level by code enforcement. Staff did not define a view-protected zone, a VPZ. They still have not. The golf course is now permanently closed, no longer a golf course in any way. That fact is not in dispute. The former fairways are now in the hands of nature, also undisputed. Unwilling to do its job for the second meeting in a row, staff has abrogated its responsibility to the PLDRB. They would like the PLDRB to define a view-protected zone. Their current arbitrary stance remains since the issue was continued from the previous meeting. They turned a quasi-judicial procedure into really what is a workshop. Their position infers that a view-protected zone need not have any relationship to what you can actually see from a residence backyard or kitchen window. According to the staff position on parcel one, a DPZ can extend from a residential rear lot across a former fairway now committed to nature through 100 feet of pre-existing woods and across another former fairway for a distance of 650 feet. On parcel three, Staff-defined DPZ extends from rear lot lines through several feet of developer-owned woods across a former fairway to which, with the exception of three homes, no line of sight currently exists. In the earlier PLDRB meeting, there was a surprising level of reasonableness expressed by many residents. Some residents expressed a preference for a rear view with a retention pond, rather than of an abandoned fairway, creating a possible win-win solution. Staff has not done its job. This is a clear ordinance defect, not a zoning question. The LDC needs to be cleaned up, but the process has dragged on way too long, unfairly impacting this developer. Someone needs to act now. I urge the PLDRB to move this project forward to the City Council with a recommendation for City Council approval along with a strong but sensible guidance toward a definition of a VPZ. For instance, land buffer with a minimum of X feet or a water buffer.
0: Right, Toby, so your, three, your three your three minutes are up. Can you wrap it up?
10: Thank, thank you for. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, you, I'm sorry. What your three you minutes take? is up. I we got
16: one more.
0: Okay. You have one more online. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Hello? Can Can you hear us?
22: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh there is a disconnect between uh what I'm seeing on the video and uh the conversation I'm trying to have right now um
0: well, we can hear you Vicky so
22: Renna,
0: state your name Hello? please state your name and address for the record, and then you can begin and you have three minutes
22: okay uh this is Vicky Renna I live at two two five london drive um There are quite a few people that live on my street that can't come to the meeting and myself, I'm concerned about health issues, so that's why I called in. There's a very important aspect that needs to be considered uh, when thinking about redeveloping this. I contacted the USDA Natural Resource Conservation Service and the soils in this area along London Drive are and the uh which is very poorly drained and has a high water table uh three-fourths to the north of me where the land wraps around or is um, on the uh, south side of the waterway that is also very poorly drained with a very high water table Now, it seems that the developer is proposing to put quite a few lots in this area. Uh, I've lived here since 2001, and I can tell you there is flooding that occurs on the back of these homes. Uh, I'm one of the homes that was built in uh, 1997. When we had several storms in 2004, with several hurricanes coming through, the water would stand on at least half the backyard. And my yard backs up to a uh, fire ditch, and it's all natural. So these things need to be considered when redeveloping. Uh, The other issue is the... um, I bought my house contingent upon maintaining the natural buffer behind my house. It shows on the map about 50 feet, but in other places, it's showing 60 to 100 foot. I would like to see that increase, and I would like to see larger lots so that we don't have to deal, or the developer doesn't have to deal with so many drainage issues. Um, So that ends my comments.
0: All right, thank you very much. Is that it for the online comments? No more? Okay. Close the public hearing. Come back to the board. Seems like we're in a way right where we were a month or so ago. Mr.
6: Chairman, you want me to try to address the ones that I wrote down that I think I can? I'm sorry? Do you want me to try to address some of the comments or questions sure. that I wrote down? There was a few that I think Go I ahead. should answer. Um just want to know about the um, uh, the report, um, the contamination assessment report. We actually received that yesterday, so we had nothing in the public record on that report. We just received
0: that. Okay, and, and we just got it as well. So it is public record. It now. is public so record. Anybody now. That wants a copy can request it.
6: Absolutely. Now. And also, too, there was some comments on, um, you know, street lighting, uh, storm water facilities, soil conditions and that type of thing. I'll lump them all in one, you know, this is a rezoning application for development agreement. We're about the 35,000 foot level. You know, the next step should city council, you know, following your recommendation, if there is development, that's when you get all the technical, to the soil sampling, uh, the, the stormwater and, and all the engineering design, you know, the stormwater um, regulations for St. Johns River Water Management District, uh, they review it as well as the city staff. Uh, but all those are at a later time through the technical uh, site plan process. The other thing I want to mention is that there was a couple residents that came up and and you know showed the uh, picture of a city project. This is in no way related to this land or this project. The city did uh, do a neighborhood meeting. Um, the city has been doing uh, stormwater modeling throughout the city and including the Matanzas Woods area. So this was a... Um, a, a proposal, I guess, so to speak, for our stormwater department to improve the their drainage system up north in uh, a neighborhood meeting, but it's not—it's uh, not part of this land. So.
0: All right, thank you. Okay. All right, what is the pleasure of the board?
4: <clears throat> I'd like to ask the city attorney, uh, uh, Ms. Pennington's uh, uh, suggestion that I recuse myself. Um, If that's appropriate, I certainly will. Uh, The contents of the conversation were restated about 40 times, though, by Mr. Shimento here, that the city was not going to talk to him. That was the sum of the conversation. Uh, But if it puts the proceedings in any kind of weird place, I would gladly refuse myself.
3: No, the whole, the, the requirement on Disclosing ex parte communications is just that, so that you can put on the record what your discussion was and whether or not it influenced you anyway. You've put on the record what Mr. Tumento said. You've said it hasn't influenced you, so there's no reason for you to recuse your vote in this case, and in fact, you know, the city, your your duties here as a board member is to vote on it. Um, it wouldn't be if you, if, if there's something in the ex parte communications that had influenced you in some way or something else going on, but that doesn't seem apparent here. So as long as it's not influencing you and you've heard Mr. Tumento, you've heard all every, all the members of the public speak, then it's not necessary or required under the code.
0: All right. Are there any other questions
9: or comments from the board? I guess my recommendation is we kind of go track by track and. I don't know, what, I don't know any other way to do it. We definitely don't want to. We don't want to kick this down the curb. We we need to come up with a resolution. Yeah, and, uh, and I think, in fairness to everybody, I think we we just need to look at it.
0: Back by track. All right. Does that does that mean you're crafting a motion? Mr. Papa has well, the notes correct.
6: Yeah, I I uh, did this was the consensus. Um. For staffs proposal, um, the consensus was track ten, track nine, track one, um, and track two, and track five, and track four, track six and seven for, for staff. Um, choosing staff's recommendation. And then we got to track three. There was a discussion there, but the consensus was for the staff recommendation. And then for, um, we left it with um, on, on track nine, um, the 8.3 acres can be utilized for institutional uses for for that, for that track with a 100-foot minimum buffer <coughs> and with a 35-foot height limitation. Track 1 was not decided until we heard you wanted to hear the public comment.
0: <coughs> right. I don't think we had a consensus on Track 1. No, sir. Right. We'll revisit Track 1,
4: Chairman?
0: Yes. 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 If that would be helpful to you.
7: May, may I have make one
0: question? Is it all right with the board? Because we've closed comments. comments.
12: Well, this is the applicant.
3: So the applicant has a right to be able to come back up after the public's spoken and address any items that the public has
7: put on the record.
0: Let's make it brief. (laughs) Uh,
7: Yeah, there was the comments about um, the uh, arsenic issues just, you need to, I want everybody to understand that this was a preliminary test that identified the existence of it, and no matter what we want to do or what the city wants to do as it relates to arsenic, the federal government controls how it's tested, when it will be tested, how it will be remediated, and how it will be uh, deemed uh, cleaned. So, those are, aren't are things that we get to put in, or, or we get to decide, or your city staff. So, I just want to make that sure for the, for the public that they understood that because there was some suggestion that we needed to do things differently. Um, as it relates to y- your proposals, I assume that the, the terms and conditions of the PUD are acceptable, and what we're talking about is the maps, uh, the areas of um, uh, development. Uh, the the one that I just dis- wanted to make sure that was clear for the record is this concept of consensus, um, consensus at least on uh, Track 3, which is important to us, uh, was not unanimous, but the consensus was a four to three or whatever, however you want to define it. So just want to make that clear, Ray, for the record.
6: Yes, and Mr. Schmento, we need to go and address the multifamily track as well. We did not do that.
7: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're right. We missed eight. Okay. Yep. Um, you
0: want, like, if you want to do one, that's fine. Then we'll go to eight. We missed track eight? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's not miss it. Let's talk about it. Okay. I don't think there is
7: a There it is. so uh th- this is track eight uh it is zoned for i guess it's multifamily but really it's townhouses um we went through this last time that there will be at least a hundred and fifty foot uh v p z uh, between the existing uh property lines and any uh development uh, you can see that uh v p z on uh, Thank you. The parcel is um, in the middle of the lake, and that lake um, might be modified, but it will still remain. And the residents last time also wanted to know if they would be able to continue to mow down to the water's edge, which we agreed to, make that a condition, right, if if that's necessary. So, the only thing that we we just haven't had an opportunity to discuss (laughs) with with staff is uh, locations of um, green belts that are on this property. I think uh, the city staff's ideas of where the zoning and uh, greenbelt comp plans are, are mistaken and just need to make it reflect what's actually on your maps. So, uh, but other than that little area, we're we're fine uh, with the restrictions on track date. So, Bill, do you have any comment? Yep,
8: the, the one, you're mentioning that you're, you agree with the 150-foot setbacks, but along, I think that's London Drive in the northeast corner where you can see the green on ours. So you're, you're agreeing verbally, but your graphic doesn't show that.
7: Correct. We're fine with that. We're fine. fine. let make that noted in the record.
8: And, and I, I think the other comment is, staff previously, there is some... Uh, area that's conservation on the future land use map up in the green area, that is a designation that is fluid. So once you have uh, like Mr. Jody Sis that came up here, he's a certified uh, not arborist, but certified environmentalist. So he he knows how to set wetland lines and get, get those approved. So with those certifications with the uh, Army Corps of Engineer and St. John's River Water Management District and city staff, those lines can change. So uh, that was staff's point, and, and I, the applicant does know that is, where there is conservation area they will not get any credits for residential density units, whereas the areas that are Outside of that, they, they can get up to one unit per acre.
7: Correct. Right. Right. So we basically agree that your map was predicated on a comp plan that is fluid based upon mm-hmm.
8: Yeah. So I don't think we're really disagreeing too much then. That's fine.
6: So, Mr. Smith, I'll just clear. We're we're agreeing on Track 8, and we just want to add some of the language that some of the property owners can mow to the
7: edge. Yeah, that's fine. Uh-huh.
6: uh Some along that line?
7: Ray, I, I don't want to bore you yeah. guys, but technically, the difference between us on 8 is that the brown on your site will change and actually reflect the actual areas of upland because the conservation area will change to match the wetlands. So I don't want the green to be no development because that will change once we get out there. We're, we're already aware that the wetlands out there aren't on your maps aren't accurate and there will be ground truth. So if you, if you can just, if you're okay yeah. with that.
6: Yeah, I mean, okay. it's just per code. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very
7: good. Okay.
2: okay, but how much of a change could that be? Because <clears throat> if if I understand you correctly, Mr. Tumento, where it says this area is green belt on the future land use map, you are saying that could change
7: all it, of that it green. Will change, it change.
2: will change. It will change. It will change.
7: We know that. To what degree? How oh, long? I bet the area that is—it looks like there's a little hash or a uh, Michael, I think
8: I measured it on on the city's yeah. GIS. I think was four or 4.3 acres. Does that sound about right? We're, we're roughly there, yes.
6: Okay. The green—let me just clarify. The green belt won't change, but the conservation flume. Okay. The green belt remains as a future land use map designation. There's a conservation. What what Bill's pointing out. There's a conservation flume. And our code allows for delineation of that and to refine it, you know, because it was done via aerial interpretation. So the the applicant has the ability to go back uh, during a site plan to get, you know, the environmentalists out there and actually ground truth it and see what's out there. And we will honor that just like we will honor our, what we do in our code. Very good. See,
2: sorry, you guys board. agreed on something. Sorry, I
0: mean, it's just, sorry. <laughs> Thank I just you. Okay. Hey, any other questions from the board?
2: We <laughs> just need to make a decision on track, track one.
0: one. Yes, ma'am.
9: Just need somebody to know how to craft a motion for this. Yeah.
4: <laughs> track one. We want to revisit
0: track one. Can we one? can use some guidance. We can we can revisit <laughs> okay. track one if you'd like. Certainly. Not sure I'd like, but I think, <laughs> we, I think we agreed to.
6: <laughs> Mr. Hoover, you want to put it on track one? <coughs>
0: I think the one that, that, that has the two alternatives, the city and the applicant, is helpful.
13: Uh-huh.
0: I think we heard from a couple of residents that lived there that, at least in my opinion, clearly favored the, the view protection zone over the pond, so uh-huh. that was the one thing I wanted to hear. So, any other, any other questions or comments about Track 1?
9: My my only comment is kind of track one and track three kind of go together in a way that if you know if we deny track three then I, don't, I then there maybe needs to be some compromise or we, we you know we have to we have to try to come up with a with a good solution here right so if we just take track one as a whole and but then a few minutes from now
0: we go to track three and it's a different story. I don't well, I think I mean, don't be afraid to limit a tract. Don't be afraid because they're going to take those units and cram them somewhere else. Because that who, one of the speakers says that's not really the case. Yes, there's a maximum number, but that doesn't mean that you can go just cram all those into one area. Right. So, okay, you know, do, do what you think is right for each tract or or the project as a whole, and don't don't let that worry you. Okay, thank you.
2: Chair, are you ready to entertain a motion? (laughs) Um, Are you ready to entertain a motion?
0: Sure, absolutely.
2: Okay, I would like to make a motion that um, we approve staff recommendations for tracks one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, with the um, language included that the 8.3 acres with a 100 foot view protection zone and a 35 foot maximum height for track number 9 and that we approve staff recommendation on track 10 as well.
0: Okay, so the the motion is to approve the staff's recommendation on all of them except track 9 but modify that to allow the 8.3 acres with the 100 foot minimum view protection zone and a maximum height of 35 feet. For institutional uses? Yes, sir.
3: Can I just make one clarification on that? So are we going with the applicant's proposed Track 9 or the staff's proposed Track 9 illustration?
2: Well, I think we kind of agreed that the illustration was not really accurately reflective of what the development agreement actually allows, according to the language of the current development agreement. Right, we did,
3: but it still shows, so... You're right. The problem with the illustration, I, I think you need a conjunction maybe to get what you're trying to get to is that you go with the applicant's, applicants illustration on track nine, but you add this additional condition to it.
2: Okay, if, so the- if you
3: thought, it, so on the staffs, it's all up, the right. institutions are all up at the top, and the applicants, they come down. So that that's the difference between those two. You can have the conditions on staff, but I just want to clarify which plan you're applying the conditions.
6: Yeah, for. I'm sorry. I okay. want to add. I want. I want to add something too, because what we can do too is on the illustration, we could put a note on there that will make it clear. I mean, it it doesn't make a difference. We'll we'll add the language into the development agreement proposal of you know the height and all that, and then on the figure itself, we can stipulate. You know, this area can incorporate eight point three whatever acres
0: okay. of institutional. Yes, I'm That's be a little more fine. clear. All right. Yes. So we have a motion on the floor. Is there a second? I have a second. Okay, I'll second. You get I'll that, second Irene? That. I got
1: it.
0: All right, there is a motion and a second, so please call the roll.
1: Mr. Albano. Yes. Mrs. Lucas. Yes. Ms. Nicholson. Yes. Mr. Scully yes mr lemon yes Ms. Shank. yes mr smith yes the motion carries seven to zero
0: all right thank you does everybody understand where we ended up
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right um that's all we have on the agenda ray do you have anything else for the board
6: uh no sir i don't just uh everybody uh we'll see you after thanksgiving enjoy your holiday and uh with your family and I hope hope you have a great one
0: can you tell me what the, uh, what's the meeting date for December
1: Sixteenth.
6: the regular scheduled for yeah it's the third
8: for sixteenth. is it the 16th Yeah,
11: okay
6: yes. yeah we do have we're, we're planning on having some okay. things on the agenda right. that's
11: fine
0: is there a motion to adjourn
11: motion yes. to adjourn there second? second All right.
1: would you call the roll Irene Mr. Albano. Yes. Lucas. Ms. Nicholson. Yeah, we're trying to make. Mr. Scully. Yes. Mr. Lemon. Yes. Mr. Lemon. he said okay. yes. Mrs. Shank. Yes. Mr. Smith. Yes. Motion carries seven to zero.
0: Thank you. We're adjourned.
1: Thank you.